Hello and welcome to episode 9 of season 2 of the Roughed Up Podcast. My name is Wesley. I'm proud to be joined by Matt Armstrong, Tim Rodriguez, and Mike Roy. What's up, boys? Hey, man. How you doing? We've got a uh, special edition of the show today. Uh, we're going to be getting in deep with Star Wars The Last Jedi. We all saw this over opening weekend. Um, a lot of thoughts. We've held off from discussing it. Uh, the last couple of days, and now now's finally our chance. So we're going to go scene by scene uh, as best we can and try to just cover cover as much of the movie as we can. So, uh, I mean, if you listen to this, you have chosen to opt in to spoilers because we will be talking about everything that happens in the movie tonight. All right. Boys, you ready to go? Yes, sir. Scene All right, so oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give a little, yeah, I'll, go, I'll give a little, uh, we're going to use Wikipedia as our source of truth, but I'll kind of talk through what's seen it, what's, and then we can go um, kind of give a reaction. Um, so movie opens up with uh, resistance fighters evacuating their base from the First Order fleet. Uh, Poe Dameron leads a counterattack to destroy one of the enormous uh, dreadnoughts. Um, but the first order is giving, and the first order is giving is uh, pursuing them. Um, so wait, this wait, is wait, like wait, wait. we should back up and start with the opening credits. Okay. And if sure. people like, if you liked that, those couple paragraphs, and if it was good, if it felt like <laughs> original, I don't know, it felt like it was old writing, like typical, I don't know, Lucas style. Yeah, sure, well, sure. Yeah, what are uh, your comments? Uh, Force Awakens didn't open with the the crawl, which probably pissed off. Oh you know, right. The purists. It didn't. I thought. I swear. I swear. Force Awakens did. Nah, it didn't have a a crawl. It had the like, uh, the destroyer like looming over a a moon, to start. Really? I, I, I don't remember that I, at all. I, uh, no, I I think you're thinking of Rogue One, man. Rogue One didn't have a crawl. Wes, check this. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm happy to give me just a minute. I have the movie on. Uh... I know Rogue One was the first one not to have a crawl. Oh, okay. Called out. Yeah, busted uh, already. All right, so let me... I'll, I have Force Awakens open. Yep, there's a crawl. Luke yeah. Skywalker has so, vanished. Yeah, yeah. Rogue, Rogue One is the only one without a crawl. And the reason why they did that was because it's not part of the main series. So they felt it wasn't right to put it in amongst the main episodes, having the same crawl the same storyline so they just felt yeah, like it would be that makes sense smart to just get right into the story of jane or so and all that stuff so i do have the last jedi credits or the opening crawl is on uh, youtube so <laughs> first of all the first line I'll, I'll send it to you so you can uh read along if, if need be but the first line uh is that the first order reigns which actually i kind of want to talk about this this and this is going to be a common theme for this movie, but it seems like nothing that has happened in a previous movie has achieved anything. Anything, yeah. And that, the momentum of the Empire, any- <laughs> nay, the First Order, is just unstoppable. Yeah, it just it makes no sense. It's like the Battle of Endor never happened. Uh, it's like the battle for Star Killer Base never happened. You you lose a planetary base. Oh, we're still as good as ever. We're stronger than ever. We have dreadnoughts just flying everywhere. <laughs> I, I that that part I, I don't get how the I mean the Empire still or the you know First Order still so powerful after losing enormous bases and I'm gathering hundreds of thousands of soldiers. Sure, <laughs> I mean we're 
Yeah, the numbers are, and we'll talk about these, but the numbers are highly problematic. Um, but yeah, as as you said, the la we last saw we last saw these these characters watching the the Starkiller base planet completely explode, which presumably is covered with, I would say, millions of soldiers should be on a planet. Um, and so you would think that would strike a significant blow against this the first order. Not to mention, you know, their leadership has been you know has failed miserably in their quest uh, in that movie. And yet, this movie opens with the first order reigns. Yeah, and not only that, the first scene is the rebellion. Well, quote unquote rebellion is now on the run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would agree that the. Uh, the numbers are broken. Um, we'll see it throughout the movie. That um, yeah, the the rebellion only has like less than a thousand people involved in it, and it's like we're talking about a galaxy far, far away with like multiple universes, like the outer rims, that you know, Coruscant, all these major like systems, and like there's only like four or five hundred people like fighting for this like you know, independence or whatever. So it's like, um, is this even like a, like civil war? Like, are, is this like 50, 50, or is this like, you know, well, the there are references to other the last of the native Americans or something <laughs> like, like the, the, the references to other scattered uh, colonies or like, you know, groups around and like send signals out to catch them. But we don't know like how many there are or like where they're at. But there are like references to like okay, there are other you know pockets of resistance fighters around too. So could be more. Yeah, what what ended what ended up happening to the Republic Army? Like all the entirety of the Republic Army just completely decimated after the attack from the Starkiller base. Like there's yeah. no Repub no Republic Army left. Only a thousand soldiers left. That's it. Like what happened? <laughs> what happened to it all? Did and why and why wasn't it shown to us? Like. We're, you know, they're, 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 they're only showing parts of the these storylines, and you would think they were the most significant ones, and yet we're finding out that between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, the entire Republic has been unable to remove the Empire, and all of a sudden is outnumbered by the First Order. And then now between Force Awakens and Last Jedi, the Republic has been completely eliminated. Right. <laughs> yeah. it well, also, you, you uh, based on the timeline where uh, Ray is, it's only been a couple of days. I mean, it literally goes <laughs> from, from, like, Ray. Right. And then it goes back and forth between Way and where and the uh, Republic Army. And uh, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and she's still holding the lightsaber out. Yeah, no time has passed. Oh, by the way, touch on uh, Bucks. I love it. Let's go. Um, it just doesn't make any sense in terms of like size of their military standing. Uh, yeah, we won't we won't dwell too much on this because it's obviously many years in the questioning. But uh, I've been rewatching some of the original films and Attack of the Clones. The clone army is referenced to be two hundred thousand clones, which is um, apparently enough to swing the tide of battle in a in a universe where literally the separatist movement is tens of thousands of systems 200,000 soldiers like what yeah, is it, really makes, it makes like uh the government and the senate and all that like oh these are you know controlling bodies of their armies of you know whoever 
is the militia on planet 9999. Uh, but, like, if it comes down to just the clone troopers, then what are the all these other planets doing? Like, they're just living in poverty and seeing who wins, or...? It's, it seems like you're expected to believe that each planet is populated by, like, a few hundred people. I mean, yeah. it's it's a shortage of imagination on Lucas's part if he's responsible for this in the original in the original uh, remakes, at least, because yeah. the numbers, like, there were more people than that by many magnitudes in wars on this planet. Uh, yeah. Millions this... died in world wars here, so, yeah. on one planet, so... And it doesn't make sense, like... You don't have to show a billion stormtroopers, but you can say that there are a billion, like or yeah. or ten billion or a trillion or you know something that makes more sense. Um, but of course, uh, we yeah, have, they... we have seven billion people on this planet. Sure, and, yeah. And to say that there's only two hundred thousand troops in an entire solar system is is ludicrous. More than a solar system in a, the entire Republic is that's their whole army. That's all they could muster. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, let's continue on the crawl. <laughs> We've made it through the first four four words. Uh, so, Supreme Leader Snoke <laughs> deploys his merciless region, uh, legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Which I'll have to say, if the if this is the resistance that we're seeing in the first scene, and it seems like it is, it seems like he already has control, right? There's not really that's not there's not much in question if this is all that's left. Um, General Leo Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny, certain that. Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope, but the resistance has been exposed. As the First Order speeds towards the rebel base, the brave heroes mount a desperate escape. All right, so this this fight scene, uh, classic Star Wars, um, you know, space space battle, uh, lots of uh, Tie fighters and X wings, Tie fighters chasing the X wings ineffectively, Tie fighters, you know, basically flown mindlessly in circles, unable to destroy anything other than the unnamed. Other pilots of the rebellion. <laughs> Sounds about right. Even though they're outnumbered like five to one. Sure, and these are yeah, yeah, you know, well-trained pilots, presumably. Uh, enormous star destroyers fly in, in, including a dreadnought, which I don't think we've seen a star destroyer that large since uh, the Executor in uh, uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi. And that was only considered, uh, you know, super star destroyer, which is. So this, you would think, it's larger than a Super Star Destroyer. It certainly appears larger when you kind of compare it to the Star Destroyers that are also on screen. Um, so they bring these enormous, yeah, enormous spaceships in. Uh, fortunately for them, you know, the spaceships can be disabled by destroying, you know, shooting through the shield, which it's incredible how the First Order shields are, have no effect um, <laughs> to defend useless. their shield generators. Yeah, the shield generators are always exposed from the shields, um, which, yeah... Anyways, and there's always you know one target on every on every enemy starship that that can destroy the entire thing, um, but in any case they're chasing them, and uh, they're fighting as well. You see the scene with the um, the Asian girl who has the bomber that survives the bombing run. She she dies, but she's able to get the bombs down onto the dreadnought, destroying the dreadnought. But the rebellion also loses all their fight, all of their bombers. Um, so Poe Dameron gets in a little bit of a, a little bit of trouble for disobeying, disobeying Leia Organa. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think about this this scene? Uh, I'm gonna start off here. I just want to open up with uh, Poe Dameron's initial sequence where he's making fun of Captain Hugs. 
Commander hugs as he references him multiple times, <laughs> just, bu just buying, just buying time. Um, yeah, I, I just it just doesn't make any sense to me how there's no fighters. This there's just one X-wing and there's nothing deployed. Yeah, this is incredible. Um, I mean, it, it goes throughout the whole movie. Um, basically, three, you know, three fourths of the movie is just basically um, the Empire with enormous hubris, thinking that uh, there's nothing that they can do to beat us or whatever. Why not just have like a standard cap of ten people out there? Oh, their rebellion's over, or just <laughs> like yeah. It, uh, I mean, uh, one of my the main points about about um the shields and the science behind uh, a lot of what goes on in this movie um for us nitpickers it really it hurts if you like if you're capable of just thinking about these slight things that happen um yeah like shields are a joke like there there are several uh fighters in this one space battle that go straight through the shields. Uh, we see, yeah, Poe goes right through shields. Um, and then we also see uh, Kylo Ren go through the shields of the Rebellion ship. Um, and it's like, if, uh, yeah, we joked about this at the beginning, of the, uh, before the movie even started. It's like, yeah, why, why don't you just build the plane out of the black box? Like, if you have the ability to send a ship past past the shields, you just, you know, send in a kamikaze plane and blow up the ship. It's not even, um, there's no defense, apparently, to that. Uh, also, also, let's not even talk about how the bombers were able to drop bombs to begin with, because they're out in space, there's no gravity. Are these bombs anti-gravity bombs? Yeah, I had the same problem with that scene. Oh, it's like I think about that. Yeah, like they're like, oh, let's drop all these bombs. Oh, forget gravity. Or and then no the what is the power? When what is the power of the bombs? Like several of the bombers exploded, you know, presumably a hundred feet from the starship and did no damage. And then this one dropped them that last hundred feet or whatever before it exploded, and that was enough to destroy the entire dreadnought, like, or from yeah. each other. Like they're flying super close, and if one blows up, yet the other two, like in next to it, just are humming along fine. Yeah, like, if a thousand bombs on this ship. Go if, off, yeah, if I you blew up a nuclear weapon a hundred feet from another nuclear weapon, I'm pretty sure you're gonna cause damage. Like it's not just gonna, you know, blow up in space, do nothing. Yeah. Hmm. Confusing. Yeah, um, the the science not making any sense. Yep. So uh, in the same scene, Kylo Ren is flying his uh, pretend uh, Darth Vader Tie Fighter. Um, oh, this is that that's further down. No, that's that's further. Yeah, that's yeah. further down the line. It is. It's further down the line. But there's just like there's no consistency with like the shield technology. Mm -hmm. uh, it's similar to like Star Trek or you know. Any other, like, where the science actually does not exist and cannot possibly exist. Like, it that... can't make anything logical out of it. But, like, if there's, yeah, it's, it's like Independence Day. Like, oh, let's keep shooting in. Like, you know, if you can go past it and then, if you can get past it, then you're capable of doing, like, infinite damage. And, and it's send like, all the ships that way. Yeah, so, like, 
just kamikaze all their ships directly at. Or you cover like missiles in whatever you made the spaceships out of because they can penetrate the shield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that part doesn't make any sense. Well, the Kylo Ren part happens right after he speaks to Snoke. And that's right. Basically yeah. It sounded like a bitch. He's like, I thought you were going to be the next Vader, but you turned out to be a little punk. Basically, he's like, take that ridiculous thing off. I thought you were Vader. <laughs> yeah, so that, uh, that scene seemed uh, very transparently trying to, you know, talk... Uh, talk talk him into you know more being more angry and you know get him get him get him upset get him riled uh, up mm-hmm. clearly works uh i think the you know the goal there is just to reintroduce him as this uh flawed villain yeah. um which yeah i like i like his tantrums uh, actually but uh hmm. yeah I, 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 guess, I guess what um uh we should probably transition into the um Ray, Luke, Luke, Ray, uh, Island storyline. Um, because that's go, what's right next. Yeah. Yeah. Go off into the you know, um, Snoke, Ray, uh, storyline. I think um, I was incredibly exhausted by that entire uh, story. Um, I thought it it ran too long, and it was also it it wasn't edited very well i think their conversations were like will she or won't she will he or won't he like it's like all right you know we we know his opinions he has chosen to be a hermit for at least 30 years here um it's six years since the death star and well it's 30 yeah it's 30 years since the death star it's six years since he Quit training, oh, okay. Jedi. Train, train, right, okay, but I, I he is he is sent himself away. So the they need to get into that a lot faster. I f- I feel like her, you know, it's written that way. But her ability to you know, like force him to be like, you need to interact with me immediately was so draining because it it goes on for at least three scenes where it's like. Like, I need to get back to the Rebellion. You need to help me. And it's like, we're learning about this stupid island that has nothing to do with the plot. Um, I mean, this is the Yoda-Luke-Dagobah storyline. Basically, yeah. It's a rehash. That is all done in, in, in Empire, for sure. But the it's not as well done <laughs> it's, it's like all right so where where are we we start off when we land on dagobah we we don't who we oh this green guy haha <laughs> like when's he gonna show us the the jedi master and then we oh haha that's the jedi master and then all right luke gets his you know final lesson um and it's similar in that way but i think it just took you know 10 15 minutes longer than i i feel like it needed to well, also, I felt like Luke was getting real training. Where Ray, I just felt like they just spent their entire time talking about why she shouldn't be trained. Uh, why are you wasting your time? Blah, blah, blah. And, and it takes a long time to, to span three days because you, you realize that this is all linear, that this is all happening at the same time. Well, this all, this all happens within a three-day span. She becomes this ultra-powerful Jedi 
well, she was already this ultra powerful Jedi for, for no apparent reason. And then she becomes even more powerful after spending three days on this island. She's got a lot of midichlorians, Tim. It's not no yeah. reason. Her yeah, midichlorian just, count is off the charts. Luke is the most powerful Jedi of all time, and it took him, what, four years to get trained up? Uh, are we sure about this? Luke is? No, Anakin is. I would, I would suggest that the most according powerful Jedi... George, according to George Lucas... Unreliable source. Wait, so we should comment. So when he says later in the movie, I've seen this power once before, and it didn't scare me enough then, he's referring to... Kylo. Kylo? Okay. Kylo. Yeah. And it's... I mean, it's just... It just doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense in terms of time. The, the time, I think the uh, most also doesn't uh, well yeah like what I was I was gonna say Tim kind of started to lead into it was that um, just the the like Luke you know um, Mark Hamill was is great in the movie he he plays the role really well I just feel like it's not Luke as a character yeah, what we have known too. you know we we get the flashback from in Force Awakens that like you know Kylo fucked him up and you know, mess with his psyche or, you know, something like that. But I, I just feel like his whole arc is that, like, he he lost hope in his Padawan. And it just feels like that does not seem like Luke in any way. Like, he never would have been Done that. any of that stuff. That's the, that's the main problem, is that all this stuff is happening based off something that this character would have never done in the first place. Because the whole entire point of the original trilogy is anybody can come back from the brink. Even the worst of the worst. The whole entire point was Vader was considered to be the worst of the worst. And Luke, his son, was man, was able to bring him back. Return of the Jedi is not about Luke returning from Dagobah. It's about Vader returning from the dark side to the good. That's the whole entire point of the original trilogy. For, throw that out the window. I also would would question the validity of his redemption, Vader's redemption. Like, isn't there some amount of crimes you commit where you doesn't matter if you're you have a change of heart? Like, you're still a criminal. Like, yeah, he's he's Hitler's second man. <laughs> yeah, you're you're beyond reproach. Like, you don't get to be right. forgiven. Right. Like, this is sure, the but, same. But he he was able to, you know. Instead of hitting the the doomsday device, he was able to pull him away at that last moment. And I think after that moment, Luke would forever feel that anyone in their darkest, you know, edgy, you know, girls uh, actor moments, you could bring him back. You could right. you know, summon. Luke uh, is the hopeful, the most hopeful character, I would say. He spends the yeah. first, the whole, the trilogy, the first trilogy, trying to convince Han of the rebel cause. Convincing Han of the rebel cause, convincing him the truth about the Jedi, um, convincing him the truth about the Force, and like, that's what over convincing, I would say, about the Jedi. Like, if you, as I've been rewatching these movies, like, I believe the Jedi are more responsible for many of this than than anyone, like. Their yeah, mismanagement. So naive. He's is, so yeah. he doesn't, you know, he wasn't around during the good old days. He he just only knows the good stories, you know, the fairy tales about him. So exactly, and that's most devout religious follower. And 
and yeah, his his uh, decline during his training of Kylo is not portrayed enough for me. I feel like there, like what we know of the character, he would never have even uh, given a thought to, um, you know, killing Kylo in his sleep. Yeah, that, that just is so out of character. Even for him to think about that for a moment, even after seeing the worst of the worst, he'd be like, oh, I got, I got a lot of work to do. Right. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that would be his reaction in his actual character. Yeah. That if it wasn't this new trumped-up character that they're creating. I, I And it, it makes... Uh, yeah, we're so far into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like um, th- this whole... He has given up on the Jedi and the religion um, is understandable after the fact of, you know, what happened with him and Kylo. That um, this whole first part is, like, disingenuous and that you're, like, this is as faithful of a character we have. And we don't, we, we, we end up getting the explanation for why he feels that way, but I feel like the the explanation for why he feels that way isn't earned at well, all also which doesn't it doesn't make any sense is that luke didn't get normal jedi training he doesn't know all the bells and whistles to the old jedi code like even because yoda used the living force to train him he didn't use the old dogmatic views because he didn't want to teach the old dogmatic views because he knows they don't work so he never even learned them in the first place so it doesn't make any sense for him to start teaching these dogmatic views. Definitely. Roy, what are your Roy, jump in here. What do you what do you think about this? I don't know. I I'm still trying to like Yeah, it's fine. I'll just keep going at it. I'll I'll pipe in when I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go yeah. this deep in like yeah. Well, it, like even even Obi Wan, if you um read the back lore, even Obi Wan Obi Wan tried wanted to teach Luke about the dogmatic views of the Jedi, but Yoda told him not to because he wanted him to learn the living force first. And he wanted him to be raised using the living force because that was something that was forgotten. Because these kids had been raised from the age of three years old, all these dogmatic views, which create a lot of hubris among the Jedi. And they realized that they created a failure. Yeah. I, I think um, what, what goes into my, my lack of interest in the Jedi Island story is that we already know that Rey is a formidable opponent with Kylo. And so what what we're getting on that island is some kind of like a a crash course that you know Luke got on Dagobah. But what ends up happening is yeah, Luke's three lessons that are so goddamn crash course and she eats him up so quickly after, you know, half an hour of fucking around that I was like, why did we have the first part of, like, yeah, will she, won't she, like, you know, get the, the training? And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. She, like, learns, like, how to control her inner feelings and, you know, understands, like, how the Force works. The dark side, uh, you know, the temptations. Uh, she gets her interactions with Kylo through the, you know, yeah, the, the force telepathy. That that was all, you know, 
instant. And it's like, I don't, I don't <laughs> feel like that. That even means that we needed. She needed to do that. Like, she would have picked that up uh, eventually, without any training. Well, well, the thing is, Snoke talked about this when he did the Force telepathy link. That you needed two strong enough minds to even compare to even do it in the first place. That means she's so powerful. She's already on Kylo Ren's level as a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I I feel um, the Mary Sue uh, attributions that they they you know you would see in the news on the Force Awakens was like, all right, let's let's give her like kind of like a time to breathe to see like how, how did she get these things why is she that way and it's like i don't i don't no, feel no like that's <laughs> no very knows. earned at all like they'll <laughs> have a like sword fight against like eight like whatever those red like emperor yeah, the, red, the red guard are. which is trained in jedi fighting they're trained yeah, in like jedi I, fighting i feel they're, fine they're, like they're if he fight like jedi. yeah i i i i'm not I'm not sold on the physical skills. Maybe the the mental side. She is so like with with the force that she can you know control some of those things. But her her physical training is too much. Oh, oh she already knows how to wield a lightsaber at a high level. Makes no sense to you? Surprise, surprise. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of like um. Uh, she has no skills, she has high skills, no skills, like, um... Well, she had her staff, like, growing up on Jakku, like, that sort of lightsaber-like weapon, and she was, you know, had to fend for herself, like, for her whole upbringing, so, like, she had some sort of, you know, training and skills with the staff, which is very similar to, like, you know, a lightsaber weapon. Um, it wasn't a reach that she had those skills to me. Uh, I have a problem with this idea of, like, you trained as a homeless girl by yourself with a <laughs> stick, and he trained as a lightsaber duelist with Luke His Skywalker entire, for twenty years. Life. <laughs> like that's equal. Like what? <laughs> this is like the old. Uh, one of our one of our friends uh, used to tell me that any Navy SEAL could defeat an MMA fighter in an MMA match because they were so physically uh, challenged. That they would easily do it, and, and like, I don't believe that. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Like these people are training for one particular specific skill, and, and it makes them better at that. And yep. yeah, the idea that you would learn the same as a it either says, "Hey, your training of Kylo is useless because any homeless person can pick up a stick and be just as good, if not better," um, or yeah, she's so powerful that it doesn't it doesn't actually matter um, what her training is, which which is you know. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is, uh, and, and what we're expected to believe. I will say uh, before we move back to the starfighting, I've looked up uh, uh, a, a number of most powerful Jedi lists, and uh, <laughs> the the consensus they all, uh, they all have to be expanded universe. They, they uh, yeah, I mean, take these with uh, you know grain of salt, but I'd say according to what I'm reading here, is the strongest with the highest midichlorian count is Anakin. Uh, number two is Palpatine. Number three is Yoda. Number four is Luke. Number five is Leia. Then you get uh, Kylo Ren, Count Dooku, Obi Wan, and Darth Maul. So Ray's not even on this list. With 
with Kylo after she beat Kylo Ren in, in battle. So th it just shows you how ridiculous this plot line. Yeah, even how, how, how far how far she she climbed the list within three days apparently or whatever. Well, it's like a week. Of, she be, between between the end of Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, if you include Force Awakens, where her Force is awakening, and the end of the Last Jedi, it's probably at most two weeks. So, in yeah. this two-week span, she's gone from a nobody who didn't even know she had Force ability to on the level of Luke Skywalker. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So my take. So the skepticism is pretty real. All right, let's let's get back into the story because uh, I feel like we ventured a little bit off track here. Um, I'm going to try to stick to the 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 we'll we'll do like kind of one storyline at a time. So maybe we can hold with uh, the resistance um, battles, and then we'll go back to 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 uh, to Ray a little bit later. So the first order is tracking the resistance through hyperspace. They come out of hyperspace. Uh, they are immediately followed. They, uh, this is where they attack the main ship. Kylo Ren pulls off in his um, TIE fighter and is about to shoot the bridge with Leia on it. Then he realizes Leia's on it, and then the other two starfighters shoot at the bridge, um, you know, killing uh, Admiral Akbar and all the other, uh, you know, robe wearing uh, rebellion leaders. Um, and uh, at this point, they realize that. They can't jump back to hyperspace because they were tracked, and they need to find a way to stop the uh, the ship from um, tracking them. And so this is where you get uh, a couple of scenes, and maybe we'll talk about the first one that uh, I guess they did they did skip and come back to it. But the the Leia scene I think is probably oh, the yikes. most problematic, oh, and Jesus. and visually was was, was, was comical. Yeah, um, she, yeah. she she's Funny. in space, and you're. I, I don't know. I mean, we didn't talk about this, but like, I, I thought she, I thought she was dead, right? Like, I thought she was. They well, were gonna do the. Off. That would have been a great. Yeah. Explode. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was gonna do the the freezing to death Superman in space thing, uh, where her skin turns to like crystals or whatever, and that's it. And it was kind of a you know sad way for her to go out, but hey, you know Han went out sadly as well. It was re realistic. Um, she she you know she tried as hard as she could. Um, she was a leader to the end. And and it's a great Kylo thing where he's not the one that pulls the trigger, but now his grief pushes him over the edge. Um, but no, she raises one arm in the air. And by the way, have we seen her use the Force? Let's. No, no. I mean, first we, we, we we've, we've seen her use Force telepathy, where she's linked with Luke. Right, yeah. talking with Luke, or yeah, like yeah. sensing some painful thing has happened throughout but, the you know universe or something but, but never use the force to actually move anything move any objects like herself um about 300 yards in space and raise herself back from the dead no yeah we have not seen anything like that and we have not seen anyone fly through space without a, a mask on and survive right which she somehow does she has enough strength to get back to the spaceship and uh but then immediately loses all of her strength and uh, is, is in, in, into a coma instantly. So what do you think that is? Like the explanation of, of what happened, of how she was able to do that. It's a, well, bad, it's a bad job of movie making. Well, it, basically a bad <laughs> job of movie making. But the way I understood how it was explained was that her body went into overdrive and the living force just took over in her. 
And so she just basically was super powered because unacceptable. What? I don't, know <laughs> I don't know about that. That's how it was explained. That's the only way you who? can explain it. That's the only way you can explain it because no, like, he's unconscious. Like, so she has a connection uh, to Luke clearly, and I think like there was still unfinished business that the universe or the the force was not through with her, and she still yeah, had the living force. Right, but it wasn't like overdrive. It was like no, like she has a connection to Luke, and as long as Luke lives or something, like she's still she's lives. immortal. And or I mean, or just like that, they have a connection, and like she has a role to play still, and she can't just die like that. That that's Maybe. a bad tropey thing, because like you it was pretty tropey. And yes, I mean it is. It's like you you like Jon Snow can't die because like he's gonna have sex with Danny because that <laughs> has to happen. It's not, the it's not good writing. It's then I would, yeah, I would say if, if if the goal here is to have her use the force and not die, that's not yeah, the way to do it. He's on the bridge. She just like force fields. Like yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was you know I've been wondering like what is the limits of Je- Jedi force power because it's been established that size matters not, and so <laughs> can you use the force to stop blasters? Can yes, you use yeah. the force to stop missiles? And so, if they're shooting at the spaceship, why doesn't she just hold her arms up and stop the blasters? Why can't she use the force to crush the TIE fighters that are flying by? It's, uh, yeah, your classic complaint about Thor, is that, like, has his mana bar, like, run out or something. (laughs) (laughs) You have no mana! (laughs) I'm oom! I'm oom. Suddenness of her huge force abilities is shocking. And I feel like the way that they cut her blasting away into space. It's visually hysterical. Like it's it, it feels it feels great. Like I, I feel I felt like, oh man, that's the way she goes. Like, damn, that's a shame. She she was a legend, she, you know, she doesn't necessarily have like a huge badass, like, you know, kills you know, hucks, you know, virtually or something like that. Like, but she was doing her job, and she was leading the team. It's like, damn, they blew up the, the, you know, the captain's chair, and you fly out into space. Like that happens. But for her to come back that way is so, um, it takes you out of reality. And yes, you're in a galaxy far, far away. But, like, if characters are not dying in situations like that, you can't have any vested interest in any other space battle ever again. Yeah, it definitely lost me because it felt, like what you said, just so poetic or appropriate that this was the scene, you know, that, that Kylo didn't shoot, his buddies did, and then he's, like, you know, grief-stricken and, and going to turn and all that. And it seemed perfect. And then it's, like... The rug gets pulled out, and she just starts coming back to the ship, and it's like it was completely ridiculous, and, and, and it took me out of it for sure. I don't, I don't remember if I laughed in the theater or if I was able to suppress it, but it was visually comical, um, like in the line of Padme like running on the desert in Attack of the Clones, like terrible, yeah, just terrible looking like visual, just floating through the space with your arm held out. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was uh really poorly shot which i can't say for most of the movie the most of the movie looks gorgeous Mm -hmm. but the cgi was comical uh the way she was moving 
was even more comical. It was like she was attached to a bungee cord. <laughs> and she was I, just I think, being uh, reeled in. Yeah. One, one of the other things that goes, uh, kind of hurts, is that you're expecting them to kill off Carrie Fisher, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're like... You're looking for a good way for her to leave the universe. And I was like, oh, man, that feels so bad. But it's like she she did the best she could. She was fighting to the end. And then for her to come back in some, something that had not been shown before, her abilities or anything, um, to save her in the most miraculous way is difficult and to... and f- and for what like i mean we'll, we'll we'll talk about other scenes that she's in but like there's nothing in the rest of the movie that requires her like this would be a great way for her to go and i would say and we'll talk about this when we get there but like the spaceship going into warp and destroying that ship would have been the best way for her to go sacrifice herself like her uh, laura dern's character ended up doing there's a lot of substitute characters that could have fit that bill yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get back to that battle. So yeah, he he hesitates. She flies back in. Um, new Vice Admiral Holdo, who we've never heard of, is now in command. She somehow was uh, on a different ship. Um, but she, I guess, the plan is basically they're going to continue flying at a you know in cruise control because they're too far from the other ships, from the uh, first order ships where the First Order ships can't attack them for some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they can't shoot them with the Star Destroyers, and they can't. the TIE Fighters can't go that far away from the Star Destroyers for... I, I really don't understand, actually, what is the explanation. Like, they, they, see, no, see the, no, the, 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 Just stop thinking about it. That's the only way. Yeah, that's the only way, because it doesn't make any sense at all. Because he tells them, he's like, oh, come back to the ship. We can't cover you from this distance. So the only reason why they're not they're not following up with more TIE Fighters is because they can't, their Dreadnought can't cover them. What do they need cover well, from? Where do they need cover from? Yeah. Destroyed, literally destroyed every single X-Wing inside of that, <laughs> that ship. There's yeah. no reason why for he needs any cover. They're chasing a target that's running away from them. There's no cover needed. Yeah. There's literally zero cover needed. Yeah, they're in retreat in like a transport. Yeah, they're in a transport ship. They have Everybody. no guns. What is there to cover from? Yeah, and, and also like, you have spaceships that have cost ungodly amounts of money, and they can't speed up. They can't catch this thing. Like you can go to hyperspace, but you can't step on the gas. And not the not the like the real scientific. Like oh, everyone can only go at the same. Like if you're at full pulse, like that's as far as you can go. But what is stopping one of the destroyers from light speeding? Like one mile ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you're dead. <laughs> There's not no explanation for that. Like, oh, they have nowhere to go. Let's just keep, you know, trailing them at 30 miles an hour. And the rules like, of light speed, like there's a minimum distance, clearly. Sure, go go backwards a mile and come forward, or go backwards a parsec and come forward 1.01 parsecs. <laughs> it's uh, that is um, there, there's so much um. Dan, uh, I mean, Tim brought it up that, like, this all falls in, like, supposedly two weeks, maybe, you know, a week worth of stuff going on, and we, we haven't touched on it yet, but it's the, the Finn 
and the new character Rose. Oh, don't even get me started. Uh, my my that, God. You know, there's so much that they end up doing. <laughs> and, and they they end up saying like, oh, they have a whole vacation. Eighteen hours. <laughs> they go to that like casino planet. They're like arrested. How? They like you know, <laughs> are, like supposedly in that jail for at least a couple hours. In jail, yeah. Like, how is this all? It like they have a whole movie ceremonial bringing them out for the execution. I'll and, add that like the the Star Wars thing where they say, oh, they got this person on this planet in this area. And anyone, everyone just goes, oh, we'll find him. Like, yeah. if you if you drop me off in downtown San Francisco without a cell phone, and we're like, go find Matt, I'd never find you. I would never get to you. Like, there's no, there's no he way. A, he has a lapel on his jacket. Because <laughs> it's I like, I'll, I'll, hey, we, we're going to Vegas in a couple of weeks. I'll be like, you find the next guy with a blue blazer on. <laughs> We're <laughs> playing at the LV poker table on the Four entire hours. planet. We're looking. Listen, if you just if you just get there and find a guy wearing a black hoodie, he'll give you a million bucks. Like, okay, <laughs> okay, great. Like, are you kidding? You just find the right. You go to this planet, and you're gonna find the right person. Anyways, um, yeah, timelines all probably. And uh, you know, this is a good, probably a good as good a point as any to talk about the the fact that Hux is the best that the First Order can do. Uh, oh, God. among military leaders, like, they've been able to, uh, you know, achieve dominance in the galaxy. And this is their leader, other than Snoke. And he is a, a bumbling idiot. Like, this guy is a buffoon. Um, I, yeah, we're probably going too far from, my, my, like, what I want to go into about about the, the Hux and Kylo interactions. Um, but I... It, it's probably like best for at the end what I want to say about like <laughs> how, how the whole movie is played out. Um, it's just uh, it's strangely there's for it's supposedly this empire that's controlling the whole universe has such a poor like power like like um, people at the top are idiots. And it happened. It's in the originals, you know. The the people who are in charge, like, oh, Vader, you them and shit. Like, what are you talking about? And then he gets, you know, strangled to death. They're all idiots too. But it, it's like, how how are these people making tr- a jillion dollars doing <laughs> what they're doing? And these people, like, oh yeah, let's just keep tailing them at fifty miles an hour. <laughs> It's gonna work out eventually. Well, one of the the funniest t- scenes to me was when Hux, after they escape, they initially escape, right? He's like, he's like, oh, Snoke has got. There's a uh, message for for you from Snoke, and he's like, uh, crap. And then he's like, I'll, I'll take this in my chambers, and then <laughs> and then Snoke's face disappears, and he's like, oh. Oh, glory be! <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, something Chancellor Snoke? And he's like, I'm very disappointed. And he just drags him across the floor like a yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> not, 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 not very good. I, you know, I, I want to save that for the end, but I feel like just the, the, uh, I said this when we left the, the theater that I, I don't know how much Disney had an effect 
on the making of this movie, but clearly the comedy that they put into this movie is out of the Star Wars like realm. Like, yes, there are jokes. There are, you know, like, you know, I don't, I have a bad feeling about this in all the movies, but like, you know, the yes, the Snoke appearing out of nowhere and then throwing him down on his face, like. This is the Marvel, yeah, we, we talked about it. This is the Marvel recipe where you put in these sort of just yeah, really... Yeah, high situation. Yeah, there's the, I mean, it's later in the movie. You, you uh, they, they kill off Snoke and then uh, Hux and Kylo are in the room. They're like, I'm the king now. No, aren't <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Like, Right, it's like, oh, these yeah. are kids arguing. Yeah, like... There would be, like, at, at the point where Kylo gets his full, like, I'm the badass, there's no more joking. There's no <laughs> fucking going around that way. It's like... Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the to... the prank call at the beginning, I mean, we kind of glossed over it, but, like, I'm I'm still holding for General Hux. Like... Yeah, well, yeah. yeah Poe and them, like, doing the, like... It's, like, out of, like, Lethal Weapon or, like, some, like... You know, bad, good cop, bad cop. It's the we, we've been watching a lot of Marvel movies, but it's like it's the Thor like, ah, you captured me, like I'm, but I and and you killed my family, yeah, I, whatever. I but I'm still gonna joke around with you. Out of this capture, yeah. <laughs> like keep you know dangling you for a while, then I'll finally snatch my chains. Like, uh it's not fair. Like, you know, I I I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh at any, like, I thought they were just too um, softball on on the jokes a lot. There's, yeah. like, the jokes on the island with the, the like, the natural the, beings. Or him, like, like, rubbing her hand yeah, with the grass. Yeah, the rocks fall down, like, <laughs> knock over their thing. Like, oh, oh, oh that's so funny. She's dancing <laughs> with them. Like, uh, another thing, like, Luke literally just had found out that Han Solo died. His best friend in the entire world. No reaction. Zero yeah. reaction. That, no oh, reaction at then, all. That that gets no no reception. I mean, it happened in Force Awakens, where like Chewie is not a character in in both movies. He is not really. Um, I mean, uh, he has limitations. He's not gonna have like deep conversations with people. <laughs> but like he. He's fucking around with a bird for like the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, those ports. I love those, yeah. by the way. Those were adorable. Yeah, he's just, just trying yeah. to sell toys. Yeah, it's it's fair. Yep. Like that's, yep. that's fun, and I understand like they're gonna send a billion lunchbox porg uh, things out there, and they're gonna sell. But it's just it's too easy. Like uh, I feel yeah, like BB-8 was great in Force Awakens, and great in this. Uh, this movie too like it's a very that's like r2d2 has that too it's a very um he he's he's a friend he's our friend like he he has uh you know uh comical beeps and boops and does funny things but when he does too many comical things it's just like you know you're all gonna die right like <laughs> you need to fucking pay attention here <laughs> Yeah, well, same thing goes for when they're escaping jail. This drunk little gremlin just filled him up with coins? 
thing I think is a huge miss. I think there there's just um I, I this is right after right the 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 Leia returning to the to the yeah. ship. So well, we're yeah, kind of she's passed out during this entire thing. Into this, so so they they uh we meet Rose. Rose is a you know yeah. a mechanical person down in the you know basement of the Titanic. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I feel like um there's a lot of part a lot of parts of of what they wanted to do with this that I think missed really big here. Um, she, she was cute, uh, funny, like genuine character. Um, but they, they tried to force on like a, a love, a love feature. triangle. Yeah. They're trying to like force a love triangle between. Yeah. Which, which I, that was not necessary. They could have just been friends. Um, the, you liked her. I, I, I thought she she was you know it's she was plucky. I was not a yeah. fan. She, well, she, I, I thought her giant rope. I I thought her initial appearance appearance was important. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought that was genuine. I thought that was like genuine. When when her sister was the last one to drop the bombs, and I felt like she had a lot of hero worship worship for Finn because Finn was the hero of Starkiller Base. Like he had. He had done all these things, kind of like Luke in the original trilogy. Um, so she had this huge hero worship, and to watch him try to escape, and she didn't know why he was trying to escape. She had no clue. All she knew was that this guy's trying to jump in an escape pod and abandon us. And for for and that part, like I understood why her character was the way it was. And I thought that part was important. But every scene afterwards. Completely Agreed. pointless. Agreed. I, I think uh, what they tried to do was create um, how how much like war affects you know the, the 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 middle class, lower class, and that you know the the royalty you know don't see the effects, and they they tried to show it with the casino stuff, and that these guys are living off you know all this war and you know the, the people complex, who are maintaining. Yeah, yeah. But it just did not hit at all, cause like it's well, so small, small scale. You don't. It, you don't it, they're, they're trying to sho- shove the. They're trying to shove this narrative down your throat that, oh, you know, all these people are evil because they're they're trading, you know, military weapons. Well, what about the weapons that they trade to the resistance? Without these weapons, they would have nothing to fight the first order with. They'd yeah, be fighting I, with that, sticks and stones. That's that's what Benicio ends up, you know, telling us. But I, I just feel like that casino scene was so out of place. Like, it, it doesn't seem like Star Wars at all. We have never seen anything like that. We we were on Coruscant. That is the biggest city in the entire universe. And every person of power would probably have been on that planet. And there was no, like gaudy you know gambling and you know drinking and everyone dressed up to the nines and it just i i didn't you know we were supposed to sympathize with the llama things and the (laughs) orphans that were maintaining them and the the slave drivers that were forcing the orphans to help the llamas it's like 
I didn't, right. I didn't mind her character. I'll say that it, it falls into the classic, uh, oh, she's been on screen for more than five minutes. We got to give her a buff, like a huge buff. Yes, she goes yes. from like, I'm a janitor that's like watching the escape pods to she's flying more effectively than any of the pilots in the last scene, in the fight scene. Like, yep. how did you do that? Like, what is either A, like you somehow became a very talented, you know, warrior pilot overnight, or B, like the training that's required for that is nothing. Like, what is what well, is the story here? I, I think that's plot armor in basically almost every single sci-fi thing that you see is that all these guys know how to fly and do everything. Yeah, like, they're it all... It doesn't make any sense. Finn but, is a toilet cleaner who is able to fight Kylo Ren with a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. I go... Finn, I go for, Finn's knowledge of everything that is going on... <laughs> got, yeah, like, it's, a, uh, it's a giant... He's a janitor on right. Starkiller Base and how he knows, like... How all their engineering works. How <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is an enormous base. This is a huge base with, I'm sure, tons of stuff. And yet he knows how to do everything on but that base. This goes into their red herring uh, attempt to shut down the tracker thing. Yeah. Oh, that was God. so gross. Oh, it had so many qualifications needed like oh only the main ship can track and it rotates every seven minutes so if we shut shut it down uh for seven minutes we can you know flash out of there and they won't know (laughs) we have to perfectly time all this stuff well another thing onto that is okay you know maz kanata from the first movie oh from the force awakens how in the hell did they get a hold of her <laughs> nobody knew, yeah, nobody knew who she like, was except for Finn. And she's like did. shooting off people while like you know like giving like comical like exposition. Like yeah, and and Poe is just like talking to her like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" Like he had never met Maz Kanata before in his life. <laughs> there was that one point where yeah, like Poe and like uh, Ray like shake hands like. Oh, you're Ray. Like, oh, you're Bo. Like, oh, we, like, we, we spent the entire Force Awakens hearing about you. It was very convenient. It's, it's like, okay, we're just going to throw Maz Kanata in here, even though Finn basically has no connection to her at all, except for, like, the 30 seconds he spoke to her about his eyes. And I've seen those eyes before. Like, those are yeah. the only time he ever they ever spoke. It's it's too too much. Um that goes on that their whole subplot the casino stuff is what i'm just gonna call it um it ends up being worthless right because we we know that yeah it it doesn't amount to anything they don't get any extra information we don't get any uh backstory or you know more information about finn uh we learn about rose some character we've never met um finn and Ray don't have any more interactions. We don't see how they, you know, Evolve. connect uh, more in this episode, and it, it's it's too too much. Um, and, and because they're in the movie, they have to be characters. Like if you said like going into this movie, like who are the top you know four characters? It'd be Ray, Finn, Kylo and uh poe dameron and so they they have to do things 
But mm-hmm. I feel like Finn's Finn's part in this movie is just totally uh, tertiary to everything. Well, well, well even Poe's. Well, Poe's plot line is, oh, I'm going to start a mutiny because I have no clue what's going on on this ship. That that that's even it has even more um, extreme plot holes to it that you know. <laughs> Oh, you know, uh, uh, Leia demoted you, so you you aren't. You don't in get to listen to anything for any of the information, and there's nothing to lose. But um, from Laura Dern telling everyone on the ship what they're they're planning to do. She didn't want to be a hero, Matt. She didn't want people to know. <laughs> oh yeah, it, that that basically kills all post storyline if if she just tells them flat out like this is what we're gonna do. Her, we're gonna abandon ship. Her or any of the, like, 50 people involved. Like, he could have gone down to the hangar and talked to someone loading one of the ships up. And, like, hey, man, what are you doing down here? Like, oh, we're going we're gonna to fill up these transports and cloak them and head down to that planet over there. There's a base. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by yeah, the way, now my, po- my, my storyline's dead. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it, it, it was a waste of 30 my, it, minutes of my life. What, what your, your, your emotions are, you, you want to... You you're defending Poe the whole time. It's like, yeah, this doesn't make sense at all. Like, why why aren't they helping? Like, does she have a sinister plot? Like, what is this? Like, wh- and then you end up finding out, oh, she was the ultra good guy. Like, uh, she had all these plans in the beginning. Like, there's nothing to lose by telling the you know reckless flyboy that like, yeah, we we have we're doing something. Like, Especially so- when he starts the mutiny, she could just be like. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Like, we're we I got a plan. I thought she was evil because of that. Like that that right. was bad. That, I, I think they purposely. You know, they did that on purpose. That yeah, way. which is bad writing. Which is horrible writing. I, I, Unnecessary I, I, scenes. Yeah, and, and the whole um, the the another Star Wars like uh, flaw is the stun guns or whatever that come out of you know and are used like ten times throughout this movie and once throughout the other seven episodes like that shit was super effective like <laughs> why don't you use that all the Come time across the whole bridge stuns poe <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's that like, that's shot. i mean cool. that's that's shown in in a new hope and yeah. the for, jedi cannot block like that five ten minutes yeah to, to stun uh, leia there there are a number of times where the jedi are so easily subdued uh, in Attack of the Clones, there's a scene where Anakin and Obi-Wan and Palpatine are fleeing, and just, like, a little, like, shimmering light comes from the ceiling, and they're stuck in place. It's like, that technology exists? <laughs> yeah, right, they're in that, yeah, the bubble or whatever. Yeah, stasis. Can't can't yeah you can't just use that every time Jedi come on your ship? <laughs> <laughs> what is the... You'd rather send 200 stormtroopers to die? That there's a... Uh, it it goes throughout the entire you know the entire series where there are Jedi skills that aren't used properly. There's technology not used properly, or you know, it's there one minute and not available the next. Uh, you see it in in the fight with Kylo and Rey and Snoke, and you know the 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 red Jedi uh, defender guys. Like, why aren't you using any of your you know force push and choke? skills at all well because uh, they're not actually sith they're just trained in the in sith fighting right side. right but like you have force push you have force lightning you have oh you're talking about ray and kylo yeah when well uh, not when they're fighting but when they're fighting you know the 
the 10, 15 guys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They could easily dispense some some of those guys pretty quickly, but they I mean, don't. What is what is the purpose of uh, forcing Kylo to kill Rey? Because uh, she's considered his opposite. So that's the way Snoke looks at it, is his opposite. So by killing her, it basically... It's like Voldemort Harry Potter. If, yeah, if, if she lives, scale. he can't, like... Yeah. I don't understand the fascination with that these... I'm going to just call him a Sith Lord. We get no information about Snoke. Um, which is ridiculous. Which is, yeah, it's just horrible. Like, how does this I guy just that. appear out of nowhere and take over the First Order and, you know, whatever not else? Not only that, is on the level of Luke Skywalker. Sure, yeah. Or more, or better. I mean, more manipulative, right? Um, like, what wh- what is his obsession with, like, empowering Kylo? Like, bro, you're strong enough to kill Rey. Why don't you just kill her? Like... It's a it's a James Wan villain thing that is not good. That's not good writing. And you know, for how much that you know, this is this is a simpler story than you know, uh, Game of Thrones or something where there's like actual interactions and people aren't like displaying their entire plots right before they kill them. Um, the 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 lack of for for all it's it's a, another Boba Fett moment where you have this guy you have built up for one episode for sure and that this guy is in control of this massive empire and he has a throne room and he is the greatest ever he shows a, a significant lack of actual skills yeah, it's uh, it doesn't make sense that he can you know read every he can manipulate their minds and read them at a level that we haven't seen before, uh, yet he can't sense that uh, Kylo is turning on him. Yeah, like as he says, I can see your thoughts. Like I know what you're thinking, and then of course now he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, he's a, a very poor uh, emperor replacement. Like I think, uh, yeah, it's just it's missing. It leaves a lot to be. Uh, lots to be missed. There's just a lot missed there, and I think a, a big part of it is just that we don't know who he is. And if if you don't tell us anything about this guy, why we should fear him? Like, it's going to be hard for me to care when he gets killed. Like, there's yeah. just not a lot of weight to it. Yeah, there's, I mean, there uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of exposition for Hux, um, but we we don't know anything about Snow. Um, and I, my entire belief is that it's because that, you know, whatever the CGI character isn't an A-list person and doesn't, you know, deserve 20 minutes of screen time. Well, the um, the guy who plays him is actually Andy Serkis, who is Gollum from Lord right. of the Rings. Yeah, no, it, uh, it's just that, like, he hasn't he doesn't command time that the other uh charismatic characters supposedly deserve but we're, we we have to feel that snoke is super powerful but there was never any moment that he demonstrated his enormous power right well, that, that was that was my biggest problem with the entire movie was that, well, both movies to tell you the truth is that how weak these villains feel. 
they mm, just yeah. feel really weak. It opens up with Kylo just looking like a like a badass, stopping blaster shots in midair, and holding it there for like two minutes as he's talking, and then he ends up getting his ass kicked by Ray. Um, right. I, I think there's a. Uh, I mean, if if we want to go back to Force Awakens, there's a lot of flaws with that too. Is that you know, they end up having that duel on the on the planet on the Scar Star Killer base, and he gets bested by a Turncloak bad uh, gl- uh, clone trooper and a you know dazed uh, Daisy Ridley. <laughs> like. <laughs> You suck. You are not very <laughs> strong at all. Like, he beat Finn, to be honest. Like he didn't. <laughs> Finn should be paralyzed. But but Finn but Finn dead. also also took out his arm. If, if you remember, he right, actually yeah. he, he they, actually they were they were dueling relatively equally. <laughs> it's like, huh? You're not very good. Well, also if you look at all the villains, if you want to look at Kylo, Snoke, and then Phasma, who is supposed to be like this badass stormtrooper. Right. She just gets her ass kicked by Finn. Like, what the hell? She was supposed to, like, I was reading the background on Phasma. She's supposed to be, like, the most feared stormtrooper in their entire military of hundreds of thousands of troopers. She's supposed to be the strongest, most powerful trooper. And huge Finn, huge and Finn yeah, just kills her easily. She's, uh, yeah, Brienne from uh, yeah. Game of Thrones. It's hard, it's hard to fear any of these villains when none of them are ever successful. Exactly. That's that's why you need to have Snoke like maliciously like mind force kill an entire planet or something. Forget Just the really planet, like the the characters you've killed. Like you have access to I mean, you knew you were gonna they're they're gonna get rid of Luke, Han and Leia, uh, in this trilogy. Like have have one of them fight and kill Luke. Like I'll what? Do it, yeah. Yeah. What? What more powerful villain would you create than having him kill one of the most legendary heroes of a movie franchise? And instead, you have repeated failure over and over by these guys. It really strikes more like a Team Rocket style bun- bumbling idiot <laughs> collection than like vaunted Empire uh, that's meant to be feared. Whereas, like, what made the first trilogy so compelling was the emperor and vader consistently winning like oh we're capturing you oh we're destroying your planet like we outsmarted you we you know we're building this you know death star whatever like and we'll come back over and over again and you know the emperor's playing chess with you and you're playing checkers like he's thought 20 years in advance of you know all these events that are going to happen and and vader is winning every fight with luke and you know all these other things like yeah we see yeah like you said the main characters the main villains like what have we seen from Kylo? Embarrassingly poor fighting, very bad like temper tantrums of a teenager, and like, and I'm all for like, hey, like this is an angsty guy, like he's un- unfinished Jedi. You can see it in his lightsaber. You can see it in his his ridiculous outfits. Like, sure, fine, great. But at the same time, like, I'm still I still want to be convinced he's very powerful, right? And we've not really seen much of that. We've seen some raw talent, but just such high levels of incompetence that it creates no fear. I mean, Hux is a is a, a clown character that uh, it, it's it's unbelievable that he would be in charge of any army. Like this is, I, yeah, it, it makes the scene with uh, was it like Dooku fighting, uh, 
Obi yeah, he fights off three Jedi. Yeah, yeah like because oh. three Jedi, like Anakin's arm or his hand. It's like yeah, that that that. He defeats Yoda, yeah. yeah, or you know, fights him to a draw, whatever. And he flies away. It's like yeah, that's like he's badass, like he's bad villain. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I needed from my. That's what I need. That's what I want from my villains, right? It's like oh, this guy's formidable. Like you know, uh, my key characters are at risk, and it's like. Kylo killed unarmed Han, who was trying to talk him down. Like that's not, that's just like, oh, this guy's j- j- like a, a jerk. But like, it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't make me fear him when he comes on screen. There's no, you know, ominous feeling. It's more like, oh, what's this, what's this like crying guy gonna do again? And then Snoke, like, what are his powers? Like he shoots a little bit of lightning and and uses the telekinesis, you know, very powerfully, but not, you know, but nothing else. He talks in holograms and. You know, it doesn't seem to be very clever. Like, he has Hux make all the decisions, and he does a bad job. So what is his, you know, where where are his chess moves? Whereas, like, you know, the first trilogy, you see the Emperor talking to the Trade Federation, talking to the other people, like, you know, making these moves to, to you know, maneuver himself into positions of power. But, you know, there's nothing like that here. It just feels like, oh, here's a Star Trek villain. Comes on, he's got an ugly face, and uh, he's, he's the bad guy. So we got to hate him. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you pretty much nailed it on the head. <laughs> it's just uh, Kylo Ren is very good at killing unarmed people. That, that's, all, that's all you see him killing is unarmed people other than faceless villains. I mean, faceless yeah. guards. You see yeah. him kill faceless guards and unarmed people. That's and, it. And are we supposed to, like, be rooting for his redemption? Like, I think he's beyond, you know, the same way that Vader, like, hey, he helped save Luke. But, like... Bro, you were responsible for millions of deaths. Like you killed ch- younglings. Like you, you know, you killed Obi Wan. Like I, I don't forgive you. Like you're not a good guy. This isn't. It's it's not. It's not like a yeah, cool. You're forgiven because you changed of heart. Like, dude, this guy killed Han. He's you know. He's a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, he's not. I, he even admitted that, that he liked his father. Even he, he says that he's like, she's like, you hated him. He's like, no, I didn't. I I like my father. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm just angry. <laughs> That's basically I'll what he's doing. Uh, Adam Driver was great. In the oh, movie. his performance think, is fantastic. He, yeah, he he was probably With what he was given saving grace. Fantastic of the movie. He he has, cl- he showed vulnerability really really well. Like at points where like. Um, we're supposed to think, oh, he's on the edge of deciding being darker, lighter, you know, coming back to Ray. He showed that perfectly. I think he, he is, him and Mark uh, Hamill are the best parts of the movie. Oh, by far. Um, and I think there there was a good amount of um, un- unsure, like, if you had not known that this trilogy you would have thought that there there was a chance that he takes Ray's side or, you know, um, wants to join forces with her to, you know, save the day. I thought that would have been fantastic if they had joined forces and it would have been such a change of pace and see the in battle between the two if they had joined forces. I thought that would, that would have been a very interesting way to like branch out i think there was a lot like what i you know uh daisy ridley is their you know golden queen they they cannot make her bad 
But God, if she had turned dark, damn, that would have been fucking shocking. Cool. That would have been cool. There, oh. Yeah, I feel like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I think if you... If you're still listening to this, like you're getting a sense that we didn't like the movie. Um, I don't know that that's true. I, for me, right. like no, I, I don't no, regret no. seeing it, but there are a lot of problems with it. And I think most of them, to me, boil down to I come into the great science fiction or fantasy stories, movies, whatever it is. My expectations are that the minds thinking these up are at this, you know, that they're one step ahead, that they're Game of Thronesing me, where they're gonna drop this crazy plot twist on me. And Nolan S. I, I, yeah, Chris, Christopher Nolan, like that they're gonna have something, yeah, like, like if it, put it this way, if if he if uh, if Kylo had killed Ray, I'm I would have been in on that. I like Ray as a character. I think she's a good actress. Like I think I like the character, but like, holy shit, that would have been like, whoa, like big explosions. Like holy shit, like this this series is capable of anything. Like everything's on the line. Um, but uh, it's all so predictable. And yeah, so it's like, like it's a checklist. Yeah. John Snow and Danny are gonna have sex. <laughs> it was like, God damn, that would have been great if if she turned dark or like, I I understand you're 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 trying to you know make the universe better or something like that. I, I'm gonna hang around with you for a little bit to try and see if like uh, we can turn you around or something. Yeah, get your point of view. I like, thought she would kill Luke. Point. That'd be interesting. Well, that would have been interesting, but uh, well, <laughs> I, I think the original, the uh, what George Lucas originally pictured was that Luke was going to train the new Jedi, right? And that the the main two Jedi that he was going to train were going to be um, Han and Leia's twins, who were going to be brother and sister, and one was going to turn dark and one was going to turn light. And so, and there was just going to be that battle, and Luke was basically going to play mediator for those two, f- constantly fighting. So it was kind of like this Cain and Abel thing, except there was a boy and a girl, as opposed to two boys. Right. So that was that was the initial, and, and that's what Luke. Uh, I mean, that's what Mark Hamill was so disappointed at how far the characters had gone, like in that direction, because. Ray is just, uh, you know, um, just so powerful, even though she's had zero training. Um, Kylo's kind of this whiny bitch who kills unarmed people all the time. Like, that that was not what Mark Hamill envisioned. Mm. But he did the his best with the character that he could do. Uh, yeah, now that we've talked about it, I think it is mainly that the stakes are too low. The the characters are all invincible. And uh, the characters you're you're supposed to care about, like, obviously... You know, Luke, has, Luke died in the movie, and, and Han died in the previous movie, but, like, the, the movie is clearly not about them. It's it's really, like, you know, it's, if you killed Finn, off... Yeah, yeah if, even if you killed off Finn or Poe, like, oh, man, yeah. like, I had expectations for that character. And if you could take those away, then now you've created some... You've created the villain, right? Or, oh, this, this guy was cut short, or this, you know, this Daisy was cut short, or whatever, or she was captured, or, you know, even if even if they just captured her... And, like, she didn't, you know, mm-hmm. and they flew away with her, like, and the next movie they have to go rescue her or something. Like, all right, like, uh, okay, these guys are pretty evil. They're, they've captured the hero of the movie. Like, no, she wins and gets away somehow from the exploding spaceship, like, instantly. Um, I think that now that um, 
it's a Disney is in control. We're not going to see anything that will push the envelope mm -hmm. like that. Like no turns, no crazy plot twists, or like people turning dark or dying that you care about. It's it's going to be so bad at numbers with you know like items that you can fill a gift store like the penguin dude and it's just like yeah we want so much more but i think it's going down a road that we're, we're not going to get it yeah i mean if if you rewatch empire it's a great movie it has the fucking shock of the world or whatever um but why people you know uh 50 years later think of it as the best of the the series is that it ended so darkly. The Empire is way ahead. Luke has his arm cut off. They ha are running for, for their lives to Hoth. And I thought this movie was going to, oh, you know, hey, shit, they copied uh, New Hope in the last one. They're going to copy mm -hmm. Empire. Friends, friends turning on friends, right, Lando? Um, that yeah, storyline yeah. was great. Everyone was, uh, yeah, fighting for themselves, and it's like, oh, okay, so this, this is, this is real. Where this is a real fight to the death. Whereas this one feels like, all right, the band that is on uh, the Millennium Falcon, they're all, they're all gonna, you know, it's all gonna turn out well. Sure, I'm so they may kill off someone in the next one, but I, yeah. There, we we kind of skipped over the the Finn and uh, Phasma storyline. That well, that was uh, pointless. There is no story. She just shows no up story. for a few fights. What, what is that? The ceremonial like execution, execution. Like, yeah, uh, which was ridiculous. Executioner thing. Shooting like, you with a blaster is too I, good for you. I'm gonna take my time. Hurt. Slowly, okay. gonna chop your head off. Yeah, like that's not gonna hurt. Like he'll die <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no like um you don't you haven't lost hope like there's no um yeah like Han is frozen and carbonite they they all are our best best guys are imprisoned some way and this one they feel like liberated and stronger than ever even though they have less like they have 15 people like <laughs> What is the actual hope here? Uh, and it, it really kind of goes into, like, what is the scale of this thing? So, like, uh, they're down in, you know, the Helm's Deep. And <laughs> they send out the, like, you know, please come help us. And no one responds. Like, are we going to... We're definitely probably going to get, like, a, you know, the resurgence people come to save them at the last moment. Or whatever in the next next movie. Yeah, I, I mean, what is we're I guess we're supposed to believe now that the Kylo Ren led First Order is gonna push the universe to the brink and Daisy Ridley's gonna stop him and Right, yeah. Like I yeah, and Shane will just be there. Hux and Kylo Ren. Wow, I'm terrified. Yeah, and then also at the end with Ray just picking up a thousand <clears throat> rocks and just being like I can pick up all this at once now. I've been training three days. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if you know if they want to you know beef up the the first orders, maybe they can add uh, you know Hugh Jackson and Andy Reid as uh, commanders. <laughs> really intimidate uh, you know the audience. 
uh, Andy Reid in a KC jacket to <laughs> calling plays in the background. Timeout, timeout, Ray, timeout. You don't have any timeouts left, Andy. Calm down, buddy. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that we, we didn't talk about was the uh, uh, hyperspace into oh. the fleet. Mm, oh, yes. yes. Which was... That was a sweet, yeah, sweet visual. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, everyone in theater was like, "Wow, that was that was yeah, clean." No sound, black and white for a few seconds. The yeah, the uh, the soundless explosion uh, has only been used a few times in Star Wars, and it is tremendous. It is one of my favorite. Um, and every sound should be soundless, considering it's in space. So, mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's nothing for sound to bounce off of. So. But, it just uh, it leaves you like yeah build the build the plane uh, plane in the black box like if that is capable if you're like well one like how is light speed travel possible you would like cut through like a million ships like all over the place maybe. <laughs> but like if you were able to do that like yeah just build like a fucking a stone ship and like light speed through <laughs> yeah. the entire fleet. Well, the thing is, early on, the the first scene where they're being trailed, they have this hammerhead ship, right? And they only have one guy on it, and they're uh, they're at their last last hope, and this guy just lets himself get killed. Why does he spin that <laughs> little hammerhead ship around and just yeah. speed ahead? Yeah, right? that's that. Yeah, that's a, that is a, it is frustrating. Like the the Star Wars universe now, a lot of the things never occur to the people in it. And if any of us were in their place, it would be the first thing we would think of. So it's like so frustrating. It's the Pacific Rim problem where like, oh, you have this sword that can cut through these monsters like with ease. I'm not going to think about that till our fifth battle with them. Yeah, yeah, like, no, but, yeah, but plus she waits until like half of the um, yeah the transports the are dead. She like watches like each one blow up. She's like, oh, maybe now I'll do it. No, I'll wait till... And if you were this genius admiral, it would be the first thing I would think of was like, Like, oh, "Oh, let me kamikaze this. Yeah. Yeah. It it wasn't like, oh, this is last ditch. Like, oh, we're going to take like one of the five ships. Like she blew up the whole fucking fleet by doing that. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) why why don't you do that more often? And one, uh, well, this is going way, way back, but like, um, and kind of forward, but like, all right, so they start sending those like bombs down to uh, whatever planet was that destroyed the initial rebel base, and like that wiped that shit out like fucking clean. So why don't they just do that down on the one that they're yeah. facing at the end? Yeah. Like, yo, no, let's uh, unpack all the adats and get them on the ground. Let's. Uh, well, then you remember the dreadnought was was cut in two. Remember? Yeah, they have, but they flew in with an even bigger ship. It does, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like the Snoke ship, yeah. Yeah, Snoke ship is ten no, planets. Snoke uh, ship was. <laughs> but it, all right, but it doesn't matter. They can fly faster than speed. They can get another dreadnought out there in the time that it took them to like drive fifty miles an hour. Yeah, there's no other. There are no other hey, rebels. They're not fighting yeah, anyone this, else. This is it. We need it. Like everyone, come in and get this one. And it's like, oh, okay, eight dreadnoughts show up. <laughs> it's like, it's, right? This yeah, is the right. this is like the uh, 
Oh, we're, we've killed the Nexus turrets. The Nexus is the only thing left standing. Tim, why are you farming bot lane? Like, <laughs> get, get your ass in here and shoot the, shoot the Nexus. Like, and that's, yeah, that's, I guess that's the argument. It's like, well, the other Dreadnoughts were busy, you know, standing guard in some other system. Playing poker with uh, the guy in a lapel. <laughs> yeah, inexplicable uh, absence, duty. absences. That, that whole, uh, they're uh, locked up in that little uh, cave thing was so dumb. Like, oh, there's no way out. And then, like, immediately there's a way out for, uh, like, the bunker guys to go, you know, line up and shoot at them or whatever. Yeah. Right. That, that's an exit. Immediately. <laughs> And then they find end up finding the exit that the dogs find, which is like, oh yeah, there's rocks there. But like, you have the technology, like you can have like machines move that shit out of there. Like, who builds like a fucking like mining unit and like not have a second exit? Ugh. Even it's the really, even the, the the whole the battle stack. doesn't make sense. Like, if you think about, hey, we we're in control of tens of thousands of star systems. Like, we have all the spaceships we could ever want. We have, you know, the Supreme Leader, and, you know, he should be thinking, like, yeah, we've got control of the whole galaxy, like, but we need to prioritize killing these 200 people on this one transport who are at this base. we got to send everything we got there, including, like, our general, our leaders, like, everyone's got to go there. Like, if, what? Like, no, you I, wouldn't even think about 200 people if you were I in charge of that. the front door over and over again. <laughs> Plus, like, uh, we know the technology that they have from... Like the Death Star and the Star Killer base, like they're capable of like wiping out entire planets. Like not even with like a huge like planet wipeout like weapon. Like I'm sure that's transferable to like a smaller scale. Like instead of wiping out the planet, we wipe out like this entire continent with yeah. like uh, they like there's no need for them to be on that planet. The yeah, the we're trying to balance the idea that this is a terrifying enemy that controls everything and is this oppressive force in the galaxy with the fact that no matter how big or bad they are, they can only muster 50 TIE fighters and four Star Destroyers and, you know, a couple thousand troops max is incomprehensible. Like, the battle's... They just it's it doesn't it doesn't add up like you can't convince me that these stakes would would mo- motivate uh you know this dominant force like this would be like if we sent the US military the entire you know however many 100,000 troops we have into you know kill 20 people <laughs> Yeah no but especially like all right so when the movie starts it's like Less than a thousand people. They say like four hundred, right? And then by the time the movie's over, it's like the amount of people who can fit on the Millennium Falcon. It's probably like twenty twenty five. Yeah, it's like that's not worth the effort. Like, it's over. Like, it's over. You won. Yeah. What kind of like uh, yeah. political campaign can they run that would like overthrow the Empire? Uh, at that at that at this point, like. They have all the evidence of like Anakin and all of them like killing children and blowing up planets, but there's there's no political way that they can, you know, sway the people. So then it's only like a 
you know, a fight of might, and it's already out of control. And, and who are who is spreading the word? Like the the scene. Well, uh, let's let's try to get back on 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 uh, script for a minute there, because we have we have missed a few things. Um, but I do want to talk about like the la- the very last scene. So yeah, so they they slam into well, the fleet are, at light are, speed. Are, are you talking about uh, with Luke on uh, on the planet? Uh, showing uh, the showdown with kylo and and luke yeah i mean well let's let's tie the bow on the battle first because we were there so so they're they're flying at the main enemy battering ram cannon uh you know they're sending 15 fighter pilots the last 15 fighter pilots the rebels have to save the other 15 people who are in the cave like that doesn't make sense. Like, we're gonna send half of you to death to save the other half of us. Like, how about we all just leave? Like, what? What do we need? What? What about that? Like, we're protecting this door of this abandoned base. Like, why don't we just go hide in the closet? You know, like it doesn't. There's not a thousand or a million like innocent women and children sitting in the cave that need to be protected. Um, but yeah, so the suic- Finn tries a suicide run. Rose saves him by crashing into him, which, you know, I guess people don't die in starship crashes when they you know their names um 100, 100 miles an hour you get into it. yeah seems fine bender, bender. sure and then and then rose dies but she's not dead right it's like very confusing there um well not only not only that was confusing was uh was also finn was riding as fast as he possibly could to get to this you know, battering ram thing and then somehow Rose comes out of nowhere. <laughs> she flanks him. Yeah. yeah. She just sideswipes him <laughs> while he was going yeah. full speed. And they're in the same type of vehicle, so I don't know how she ended up going. Yeah, they pulled off. She's the they greatest pilot you've ever seen. How did she regain all that, that distance? And, and, you know, also Fast and Furious style. Like, yeah, she's the greatest pilot or whatever. Like, they have a set speed. Like, Roy, you could put, if you put fucking Dale Earnhardt in a BMW 330, and you put me in a Lamborghini, I'm beating Dale Earnhardt. I don't care how fast you are. Like, in a straight line, he's not beating me. Uh, yeah, very thin there. And then, yeah. What, what did you guys think about uh, the direction of that kiss that they had? Oh, it was terrible. Absolutely awful. What, what it was were the most they, awkward. What were they so aiming awkward. for? It was so awkward. She's like, this is how we're going to win this war. We're gonna, we we're gonna save it for those that we love. <laughs> Tim, your vo- your sultry voice is real. <laughs> I mean, and then the, and the then dialogue she, is one thing, but like, oh God, so like brutal. Their, their um, their connection, like there was no like uh, love connection. I'm, I'm glad you kissed me there, or like. And we have such a long history. Like this is like such a terrible moment. <laughs> I mean, in my arms, like my whole life, I, I haven't lived with you. <laughs> yeah, that, that she... was. Um, unnecessary i i feel like god yeah like i think we're at a point where like not every like boy girl thing needs to result into it i long lost interest romantic in her, thing. Yeah, very quickly they could they could have just been like yeah we're friends like and hugged or something um and then like eventually they'll they'll have like a another finn and ray hug where we're supposed to like what was that is that like a are they in love or are they friends? Like, so what is this? Well, they well the awkward hug. This, this, 
the need for like living on the bleeding on the knife's razor's edge like not only is he driving into danger but he's literally driving through the laser that's cutting through the enormous metal door <laughs> while his ship which by the way oh, yeah. could barely stay up on its own is somehow not melting away but you know as this beam is shooting inches from his head like he's come on black. man he's black he doesn't it, get sunburns <laughs> No, that's another oh point. God. Is is the fact that that thing is melting steel, like, like ten feet of steel, just melting it, but it's not melting his face when it's like literally on his face. The four of us go to Vegas and it's a hundred and two degrees outside. We're outside for twenty minutes and we all pass out. This guy is flying under, you know, the concentrated nuclear weapon that the Empire has, and he's he's. You know, he's able to just clench his teeth and grit through it. Same with his, uh, you know, 50-year-old go-kart. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, his go-kart was melting away. If you didn't, if you don't remember, his go-kart was melting away. Yeah, but yeah, he was flying off and everything. Yeah, but like, it survived a, you know, yeah. a side, side swipe it collision. It like, melts at, like, 500 degrees. Like, See, this just makes me like the whole pod racing scene more from episode one now. Like, that's just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh god no. but, but, but here's the thing it's like again unnecessary like if you were just you know if they were flying in from the side as fast as he could and they just like you know played some music that like stressed the urgency like that would have gotten my you know heart racing but like instead i'm watching watching him fly through the laser and like just thinking in my head like how the fuck is his ship still together and yeah. if it even if it is like what's it going to do when it drives into the middle of this laser that's already cutting a hole in this it's just going to disintegrate like Dennis, Dennis, oh, why, why couldn't they go around? Like, they had to go right through all the ATATs, like firing everything. They couldn't just like go around. Yeah, no, it doesn't Dennis doesn't make sense. In, uh, in Independence Day, where it's like you know, uh, I'm back, uh, motherfuckers or whatever. And, like <laughs> it blows up right when he hits it, and it blows up the thing. That well, was a... also a dumbass like machinery thing. Like this is gonna take exactly as long as it takes for it to be disabled to warm up or whatever <laughs> warming up yeah enough of the warming up jesus christ well not only that they have Our these guys on the ropes they have these guys on the ropes the tie fighters are coming in just obliterating all these things and the millennium falcon just comes in and they all just disperse after the falcon we're <laughs> gonna stay in support not one yeah just <laughs> just imagine if like uh you know you're in uh you're, you know, you're in, like, Iraq, and there's, like... It would be the equivalent of, like, U.S. military rolls up with, like, 150 tanks, and then all of a sudden, uh, some guy is driving around in a Volvo, and, like, <laughs> all the tanks are like, Stop that man! <laughs> yeah. Every single tank. Yeah. It just made no sense. Their explanation was, Man, they hate that thing. Yeah, it has one, it has one gun. I <laughs> love dad's plane, man. Sure. God. And they can't stop it, despite yeah, you know, no. and they hundreds have, of trained uh, fighters. They have like infinite and it's a giant frisbee technology on uh, light speed ships, so mm, they're yeah. gonna blow up the Millennium Falcon like within the next two minutes of the next movie, right? Where are the seeking missiles? Like we've seen those in you know episode one, two, and three oh. that they have heat seeking you know targeted missiles. Oh. We we have those in real life. 
best bounty hunters know know that skill. Yeah. <laughs> So that leads us to the uh, the penultimate scene with Luke, you know, quote unquote Luke, standing before the army and taunting Kylo to stall so that twenty people can escape. Uh, they fire in a comedic scene. They all fire on Luke, and then uh, Luke survives. There's a nice scene where Huck says, "Do you think you got him?" And uh, and then he re- reappears. Kylo goes down to fight him. And then a classic uh, Star Trek trope, like fire everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, oh, actually, uh, that's a good point, Roy. I actually, before we like actually analyze this scene, I just want to talk about how every battle is a one one v one. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you have a thousand spaceships or if you have fifteen. It's just one guy yelling, "Fire! Fire! Like, shoot that one! Shoot that one! Put the shields up! Drive away from it!" Like, there's no, no one else is capable of making these battle decisions other than the one guy who's in charge. It's uh, very, very, very silly. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just thought uh, it was an interesting take on the whole time astral projection that he reduced his age by 30 years. So, <laughs> that, that, so that Carrie Fisher's character would know that it's him and not... She's like, oh, you look a lot better than I do. And right, like, yeah. th- there's no explanation for it. And it's like, beard's <laughs> all trimmed up and his hair is not disheveled anymore. Well, that was our hint that he, he was projecting. Yeah, is a projection. Well, it's just, I, I think, well, also, um, also, it should have been another hint because he was using his old blue saber instead of his new green one. So Ooh, he was. Shit. Uh, so oh. that, um, that was another hint. And also, another hint was. The fact that every time Kylo moved his feet, the salt moved with him, and while Luke was not was moving, the salt wasn't moving with him. Oh, you are next level. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I also saw that. Yeah, I totally, totally saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the footwork uh, was not natural movements. I knew, I knew right away. Well, because if you if you if you look closely, if you look closely at the two characters. They concentrate on their feet throughout yeah, the battle, throughout yeah. throughout the battle, and you see every time he slides to close in on Luke, wow. you see red right under his feet, and when you close in on Luke's feet because he does that little limbo move and he slides across, you see that the salt doesn't move whatsoever. Wow, Tim, you you're in the one percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I will look for that when I watch it again, but. Wow, that is impressive. <laughs> uh, I, there's also um, why uh, adds on to why I thought the movie la- lingered hella long. Like the time between Ray and Luke saying goodbye or whatever, I don't even remember. But like, and him finally showing up on that little planet was so long that you're like at every plot point you're waiting for luke to finally show up again so that when he finally shows up in the most desperate hour you're like okay clearly he's gonna do something badass it it kind of drags on the movie it's like he like we see him like finally make the decision when him and yoda like have their you know, goodbyes to the Jedi Temple thingy. 
Um, and that's like an hour before he shows up again. The projection so, like, thing is... Like, it was so pointless. He dies anyways. Right. Like, what is the... What what was... That was a waste. Like, yeah. a waste... Much rather him being there on it would have been so much more right yeah like can he not just get on a plane and fight fucking you know and he had the x-wing there they make a point to show the x-wing well and there's no point either you need to keep him alive so that he can have his you know final great fight scene or you let kylo kill him so that kylo is really a feared villain exactly agreed totally agree what it would have been really cool is to show like the true strength of Luke would have been, you know, they, sh- they do all that. They show all the blasters and and, not, and it really doesn't affect him. It just shows like how badass yeah. he is with the force. Exactly. So yeah, I, I, I feel it would have been a great opportunity to um, increase your value in Kylo if he was able to defeat him after that. But since it's just like a smoke and mirror thing, and he loses the smoke and mirror thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Luke was winning. Yeah. Luke was baiting him and winning. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a projection. It wasn't even the real him. <laughs> mm. um, Pointless. I, I, there's also no um, redemption for Luke here on the like him fucking up with Kylo. They don't really have like. I, I failed you moment, like, I loved you, I hate you moment. He, he, he did, he did. That I mean, was basically how it opened up was like, I failed you, Ben. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, yeah. I, I, I just don't, I had the emotion at least. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe it wasn't as emotional to, as, as, as... Where they're, I, they, they're on their, like, they're at their lungs, like, you know, how much i tried like why yeah the uh i will say as much as we talked about luke being checked out to me it felt like hamill was checked out this whole movie uh it doesn't feel like he wanted to be there um the yeah screaming luke from the first uh you know the first series is not there it's very like too cool for school kind of vibe from him well, I think that's the way they drew up the character. I don't think it had anything to do with Mark Hamill's acting. It's just the way they drew his character up, which was completely out of character. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just, and I think that's the reason why Mark Hamill was just so displeased with the writing for this movie was the fact he's like, Luke wouldn't do this, Luke wouldn't do that. Luke I mean, he goes out in in really a pretty lame way. Like the last movie, you know, the way they killed Han, that was. That was, you know, that was impressive, right? Like, I thought that was like, hmm, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a big, big time scene. Like, this was terrible. It was like, oh, um, fake fight. He's not actually even there to fight him. Like, and, you know, what, what do we, what do we love Luke for, right? Over, you know, 30 years of our lives is, you know, his ability to fight with the, the lightsaber and, you know, be a hero. And like, uh, he, you know, he's a, he's a washed up guy that teleported in via, you know, Tupac hologram. Yeah. To make some make a couple <laughs> jokes, and then he dies sitting on a rock in a island we don't care about, and just blows away in the wind. Like, what? Yeah, right. He would, like, he was willing to go to the Death Star to fight to the death. 
to save his father or whatever. Like, he he felt like this is the biggest risk I have to take, and then like he takes like a a no risk option. To, and then like, dies anyways. Uh, as, a help, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as Tupac or whatever, and it's like not, not, not. Um, I, 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 I felt emotional at, with the, uh, you know, the final scene, him staring off at the two sons and everything, with the, you know, the, the score going off and everything. I, I just, I just felt sad in the fact that they desecrated my one of my uh, heroes growing up. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. That, that's why. That's why I felt sad about. I, th- I think um, they, butch- they, they didn't butcher him. I, I think he played it well. I think the the beginning part of his character is strange. The middle is just as strange. But he redeems himself with like, like one of the most badass like Jedi thing we've never seen that before. Like, wow, he fucking used all his energy to do something like that. We've never seen that. But well, the projection, yeah, that that's that's impressive use of the force. But they're just creating stuff out of thin air now. Like how uh, this is going back a little bit, but when Kylo Ren and Rey have that mental connection, they can see each other. They can't see the surroundings, but they can just see each other. Oh, she can see can, his surroundings. Yeah, she but yeah, somehow she's more powerful. Uh so again, um, so they touch hands and like they actually feel each other's hands, and then also he he senses the water and then he brushes his brow and his hair's wet, and mm-hmm. and so like it's actually him his presence being there. So that's that's something new that they added to the force, which I you, I mean to good or bad, that's something that they added. It just feels very uh, cheap. Like for him to go out like that, yeah, uh, yeah, he he wasn't risking at all. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, you know, he ends up dying, right? But like, he's never in doubt to lose that fight physically. And I think for me, like, the triumphant moment of Lord of the Rings of uh, not Lord of the Rings, Jesus, um, of Return of the Jedi, it, that's you know, give him that, like. Defeating, you know, defeating the Emperor and redeeming for, you know, if you will, his father. Like, compare that to playing a joke on Kylo and making fun of him and then dying. Like, it's really, it's, it's a shame. Like, I would have preferred, you know, I was, when they announced that they were going to redo these movies, or, you know, continue the series, like, I was pretty fired up because, you know, the idea of, like, oh, we're going to get back some of our favorite actors and in their, you know, in their trademark characters like that would be really cool uh i would have now looking at these two movies i would have preferred if they had just you know luke died luke died after you know return of the jedi uh you know he his he expended all his energy killing them and had nothing left to live for great move on because this felt like a waste to me of him like i got to watch him for two hours brood on an island about uncharacteristically about not wanting to help his family um, and friends of his whole life and the cause that he devoted his life to is no longer interested and and then die after making a couple jokes like hmm nah I'll pass yeah and then, uh, uh, not to bring this up again but you know his best friend just died his sister's in a coma and ah, I'm cool here I'll stay on my island yeah no reaction like what? what is that like your friend dies like we saw 
we saw bigger reactions from these characters when like huh, i mean any of these yeah any of these pre, pre previous movies like i hate to do anything to compliment hayden christensen but like you know he would uh he would cry over shit people dying like you know his mother his, his that, wife that was so quickly brushed off the like where's han and it's like that never is brought up ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah that not, and, and how does that not trigger him yeah, also his sister's in a coma. Chewie gets like two scenes. Not two scenes. Two like shots of him with birds. <laughs> Where's the disturbance in the forest? Like, oh, I can sense when someone's right, in trouble. Right. Like, no, you had to wait for Ray to show up here and bring a telegram to you. Like, what? Like, uh, disappointing. Uh, what, what did you guys think of uh, We Went Past It? The, yeah, the Yoda... Luke scene. Using being able to actively do things yeah, like a living person. And can use lightning. Yeah. Uh, from what I heard was explained was that this was where the force was really began to be known and where the so this is where the force is, you know, initialized. So uh, force ghosts have more power on this island than anywhere else because it's more in tune with the force than anywhere else. Yeah, but I, I don't like. I was gonna say I, I don't really care about the realistic whether what's what's possible within the force. I'm more just like, what is the point? Like, what did he yeah. come back to do? Burn he the tree? Like pep talk to our, a pep yeah. talk so that he could teleport in via FaceTime? Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> like that that was not. He never got motivated. Like he never did anything. It was, and and even if you say like, oh, he saved them. Like, they weren't gonna get away anyways. There's twenty of them. Like it. Uh, it. Uh, yeah. I. No. No. Thank you. Um, uh, I, I I rate that movie. I, I give it a six. I, I mean, it was enjoyable in the sense of sights and scenes. I mean, it was a beautifully shot movie and beautiful wides the cinematography was fantastic and the cgi was pretty solid for the most part other than leia bungee cording back into her ship but other than that like i, I thought the shot the shots in the movie were beautiful um mm -hmm. but it's um as a storytelling and the plot devices I, I thought it was written pretty poorly um but also could be partly jj abrams fault because he kind of pigeonholed um, Ryan Johnson with the characters from the previous um, from the previous plot so it's kind of you don't know how much that played a part in this movie um, you know yeah, well, I mean Annie is doing the next one so you don't know how much he like forced Ryan to not kill Ray or Finn or something it's like no I, I need I need Finn in the next movie. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't know what their plans were for the next one, so who knows what Ryan Johnson would have taken the characters if the next or if the next director, next writers hadn't told him, you need to do this with the characters, otherwise my movie's not going to make any sense. No, it says Abrams know. is coming back. Yeah, yeah. Ryan yeah. Johnson's doing the next trilogy, not doing the next film. Hmm. So he's only, he's, not, he's only coming back for the next trilogy. So basically, Abrams could have pigeonholed him into doing certain things that he wasn't planning on doing. So you don't know how much of that took a place in this. Um, because I still think that 
the I mean I didn't like the Jedi Island stuff from a lot a lot, a lot. Well, but, you, whole, but that but that's yeah. that that's Abrams' fault. That, that's where Abrams decided to put Luke during this entire thing. Right. But the, the casino plot is worthless. It is if you take that out, nothing changed. That's right? true. But it does introduce Benicio del Toro's character for the next installment, which I'm sure he will play a role in the next one. They exactly. wouldn't have, they, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have somebody of that magnitude. Speaking of Emerald Akbar, they wouldn't have somebody of that magnitude play this role and survive if he's not going to be in the next. Hmm. I thought I thought the whole <clears throat> this is a, uh, going into the movie. I was like, oh, what is is uh, credits physical or digital? It's proof. It's only physical. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, they have coins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how ridiculous. I mean, even the. Like the oh Yoda's gonna burn the the final Jedi texts or whatever. Like we saw in Episode One that they have like these computer archives, like the Wikipedia and the library. Yeah, yeah like well the, well, the library got destroyed on Coruscant. Remember? No one all could the... store that stuff in the cloud. Tim, come on. Well, the thing is, that's it's all on one uh, compact CD disc. Yeah, nobody say. Yeah, that is another problem. Like the Death Star plans are only you can only have it on one floppy disk at a time. Uh, like you can't. Uh, died for it. No one can. No one can email that shit around. Like, <laughs> hey, here's an idea. Maybe I'll make a copy of that so that uh, in case you know my buddy gets killed, flying it back to the other people, I can just transmit it via hologram. No and also, sure. yeah, yeah. There's there's a big problem with the with. The, I mean, we could get into many of the plot holes of the original trilogy, but like, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, here's an idea. Everyone can send these like hologram messages across the galaxy. How about a hologram message that says, "Hey, there's a hole in the Death Star." Like uh... instead of instead of a message saying, "Hey, I I know what the, I, I know I've got the plans. I know what the flaw is." Like just say what the flaw is. That's the flaw with the uh, Rogue One is that like. Um... Whatever the Galen, whatever his whole plan was, like, oh, there's like this light hole in the Death Star, and I'm gonna use like this courier, and hopefully the courier gets to you. If not, like you're fucked. Like, why not make like a a greater flaw <laughs> that like? Well, it would have been seen because he had that overseer, whatever. But who else? doesn't see that there's like a huge hole in the <laughs> light to the well fucking... he didn't make a hole he made a defect in that conductor no i'm uh yes but everyone else inspected the ship as well like oh wow this leads right to our fucking like uh warp warp drive or <laughs> like yeah i mean it's not perfect it definitely is a plot hole there's no doubt about that but the, the yeah the whole like lack of uh Ability to transmit secret information places is a uh, is a problem. No secret email servers. No email servers. Email servers. Yeah, yeah they can't uh, transmit. They can transmit information across the galaxy via FaceTime, but no one can save that information. <laughs> so. um, yeah, I, the there's a lot of the technological things that they exposed in this movie in the other movies they would just not bring it up um because i the light speed into 
a ship and then destroying the ship is like why wouldn't you just build a million kamikaze like unmanned ships that would just fly right into those things you wouldn't even need a big thing yeah, like, you saw the bombardier things like just like it's like a cascade like oh you blow up the front of the ship that's gonna blow up the entire thing well they literally have a ship whose sole purpose is to ram other ships <laughs> Yeah, and right. Force Awakens, or no, Rogue One, where like Rogue One, where they, they push, they just three. lose power, and they just start ramming into one of the destroyers. It's like, why do you well, just have that? Because like the a... nose, because the nose of that ship is filled with ion energy, which basically disables the which disables Death Star. I mean, not Death Stars, but um, Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. So sure. basically, when when he when he hits into it, it sends an ion pulse, which just shuts down. Star Destroyer, and then it basically allows it to plow into multiple. Like, why wouldn't you just put that thing into, star- into uh, hyperdrive and just send it right through three yeah, or four? Like, I'm gonna come out of hyperdrive ten feet from your bridge, and you're all dead. <laughs> like, that seems like a huge, huge flaw in the. It you know, it's the same problem with Star Wars or uh, Star Trek too. Like. Why don't I just beam, like, a ship into the middle of your ship? (laughs) (laughs) And what happened to the tractor beam? Like, we saw the tractor beam play a major role in many of these movies. Yeah. You can't pull these ships closer to you? You can blow up planets, but you can't reuse technology from 50 years ago? There's the... All right, so, yeah, we... I skipped over it. We skipped over it. But there's that scene where Kylo flies in the middle of the hangar bay and, like, blows up all the, like, fighter pilot ships. Yeah, like, I, I, I talked about that a little bit, because cause when cool. we opened up, we were talking about how, you know, they just stayed far away from that transport ship. I'm like, they literally had zero defense. Was there to stay away from? Just finished. Mm-hmm. Kylo already destroyed all their X-Wings. There's no... Yeah, like, but, like, why isn't that your, like... Go-to? Immediate attack every time. Like, alright, we're gonna send all the ships into their hangar bay. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. And, by the way, hangar bays have had shields since episode one. That you can't fly into. So right. why don't the shields around the uh, spaceships also keep the jet fighters from flying close? Um, what did you guys think of, uh, Laura Dern's character? Well, uh, I, I thought she was pointless, but I guess in the extended lore before the movie came out, they, um, she was supposed to be like a Luna Lovegood type character, (laughs) where she's kind of, well, that's, that's the reason why she dresses all funny and she has purple hair, even though everybody else looks normal or relatively normal, um, is that she's supposed to be like a Luna Lovegood who's... And metaphor, kind of like a Yoda, but a tall female version. Um, but they do. But the way that Laura Dern praised the character is a very stern, you know, leader type. You know, um, it, so which kind of very went, was, a, was a huge departure from the character that they created through the extended universe for them. Yeah, uh, you can't accept. Like, all right, so if they're going to have 
additional canon stuff. Why can't they just make like a animated digital short or whatever that they release and it's like, oh yeah, you need to know this information before you go in. I'm not going to be forced to care about a character's sacrifice if I've seen her on screen for 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the reason why Leia and her are so close. Yeah. All, yeah. I'm, that's I'm all sure depicted they were, like, in the, Yeah, that's all depicted in the book. Yeah. Like, how oh, how yeah, close they are. Together and we were, you know, royalty kids together or something, whatever. Like, the, like, scene where they're, like, hugging and kissing each other goodbye like you've been my best friend forever it's like what i what no i've never seen you ever before and also like hey noble sacrifice but we've seen droids flying spaceships for eight movies now you don't need to be on the bridge yeah it was the same problem with the two like like whatever civilian ships that were like sacrificed at the end it's like that's the best you could uh, could do with those things at the end, like oh, like the uh, just let them drift off yeah. and die. Like, why did that have to be manned at all? Like, they could have just been like totally evacuated if they were gonna run out of pop. pop. Yeah, you couldn't put it on cruise control. You don't have AI <laughs> at this point, like yeah. or flown and, those and, into the star destroyers. She's able to light speed by herself into things. Like, either those two can do that. Or no one needs to be on that ship to let it drift off to sea. Like, I gotta go down <laughs> with the ship. Like, All I know is I saw droids flying Grievous' ship, which was like ten times the size of, <laughs> of that ship. So And 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually more than 50. It was like 80 years ago. In, in, in uh, timeline equivalents. Sure. I mean... Like, uh, Anakin was 21, or like 22. Yeah. Hmm. No, then it's it's more like 50 then. Uh, one of the things that I, I put off was the the comical tone of the movie. Um, that I I don't like at all. And they didn't. It wasn't even funny for me. I thought it was just like super simple. Like the. You know, they're they're the, like we. Uh, I had a really good time watching Thor Ragnarok. They had a lot of funny jokes, like funny characters, and but it's a comic book story, and it's like got comical like characters in it. But this is supposed to be like semi-realist. Like, there's no people who can get shot out into space and come back onto the ship and stuff. It's like supposed to be real. Yeah, no gravitas associated with the characters that you know, you used to they really did and I keep coming back to this, but they really built up the Emperor and Vader to be supervillains. Like those are the characters you see at the top of the best villains ever, like pure evil, you know, intimidating character on screen. He's got the legendary music when he when he walks anywhere. Um yeah. and you just you just don't get that when you have uh, you know, yeah, general, Hux. general, general Hux like bumbling around the decks, like yeah, tripping on himself. Like, what is he talking about? Oh, <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me? Like, what? We're getting yeah. like cell phone reception jokes. Like, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, if you had Grand Moff, Moff Tarkin from episode four, you'd been like, blow that motherfucker out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> you, Very serious. Yeah, you want the serious, uh, you know, serious you military know, leader. Yeah, these are military leaders. These aren't guys that fuck around. Like, Yeah, Hux struck me more as like, this is a guy playing a video game, like, yelling out, barking out, like, fire, fire, like... Okay, yeah, that's we're here to do that. We're here to, you know, kill them. Like we know. That, that scene when they finally um uh you know, they they've cleared the the smoke room and everything and Ray has disappeared and they're like joking around about who's in charge. It's like, "I'm in charge." Like, "No, no, I'm in charge." Like, "Who do you think you are?" Like, yeah. "You know who I am. I'm the guy with the Jedi powers." <laughs> Oh man, that that was too much. And, and that scene where Kylo's and, and not when they're the back on, on that planet, they're like, you know, who's in charge? Like, and you know, eventually Kylo throws him off the wall or whatever. It's like, what? Why are they joking around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, they're like in the midst of like, you know, epic failures, um, and making light of the situation. So. Well, it's like that scene when Kylo just gotten through with Rey, where they were forced struggling and they both passed out. Except Rey gets up first and manages to escape with nobody noticing. Um, Why didn't then, she kill him? Yeah, and then uh, Kylo's on the ground and Huck sees him and he's about to put a blaster in his back while he's sleeping and then he sees him start moving and he's like, oh, I should think again. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I, I mean, it, there's just so much ridiculousness. I, I'm, it's 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 painful. Like I, like how did Ray get up first? One one, one thing, and why were both of them knocked out unconscious for extended period of time in the first place? It was just a force struggle. You see that all the time, and they both get right back up after they get fall to the ground. Like mm-hmm. what? What knocked them that? What knocked them out? <laughs> there's, there's a another scene that we get past. Like we immediately just say it was bad. But yeah, the the they catch Finn and Rose like uh, trying to disable that thing, and then they have this huge ceremonial like execution scene, and then they're like, yeah, they have the you know uh, Laura Dern. Uh, blasts into them and Finn and Rose are perfectly fine but the entire oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 7,000 or 700 stormtroopers instantly killed yeah, except for Phantasma movie. and the two characters we know yeah yeah Phasma well how how the hell did Phasma and a whole squad end up on another side of the ship when yeah, they're they're like, right. just like five they come marching out from the other side yeah. this is fortunate well, yeah <laughs> It's very, it's very like know. Tom and Jerry, like, oh, I think the ceiling collapsed and it only hit, you know, all the bad guys and sent the main character far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then like she like comically lets him like pick up like a weapon or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she just whips out this staff, this staff that looks like a pick, like a big ice pick, and then like yeah, they start fighting. It. 
Yeah, she loses again. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, Finn, who is clearly not uh, an inept, like uh, an inept stormtrooper, versus the best stormtrooper we're supposed to believe, yeah. and he's doing fine against her. Like, come on, man. He's got heart. He's got a heart, are, and she right. doesn't. How are you supposed to like, like, <laughs> you build up these like, you know, these Toys R Us toys as something to be like feared? And in every scene in Force Awakens and this one, she's failed miserably. Yeah. Well, she's well. He has a better family name. She's just Brianna Tarth. That, that's not that cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a, well, if you look at back at Force Awakens, she's looked at as the, she's supposed to be the most badass stormtrooper, and she gets, you know, knocked over the head by Finn, and then she's forced to like take down the shield. On Star Star Killer Base, it's like you'd what? be imprisoned. Uh, yeah, it's like um, no, I'm not doing this. You have to kill me. Well, and then after like yeah, it's like the leadership oh, no, is like, how did that happen? They needed the codes. Like oh well, back at your post. she gave it to them. Like well, that's okay. She's famous. Like well, we'll keep her around. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we'll just keep her around. No big deal. There was also like a. Uh... A laser that shot her like right in the heart, and it like ricocheted some other direction. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She has yeah. the armor that no one why, in the series has ever had. <laughs> Reflective armor, like yeah. Where, where, where is that? Why hasn't that ever been invented before? And why is she the only one that has it? Well, it's yeah. I mean, the technology problem continues. Like I again, just watching Attack of the Clones, like you see the droids that have the like anti lightsaber staffs, and they can fight. You know, they can hit it against the lightsaber and it's an equal right it's just like why wouldn't you just build your whole armor out of that and it's like oh you hit me with your lightsaber it bounces off like cool i I can stop you now like seems like uh yeah just again like within the universe doesn't make sense like that you would have the ability to do this and not even and not do it no matter what situation you're in Um, a lot of things that can just be tightened up yeah, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, like, imagine you're writing a movie three years in advance. Like, you would think you would revise all these, or talk little- to someone who, like, someone should be raising these questions. Like, we're not other than Tim being able to observe like the salt not sliding. Like, <laughs> we're not, uh, you know, Star Wars like geniuses who read the encyclopedias or whatever, but like. We've just talked for two hours about all the very obvious problems that could be solved with, like, very simple, you know, twists. Yeah, just one guy saying, like, oh, shit, our shields are down because we're loading up the weapon or something. And that's why the bombardiers work or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Just one sentence to say, like, why why is this not functional? And then, like, in one episode, it is functional and not a problem. (laughs) And yeah. it fills in a lot of plot. That, that's it. Just one sentence, like two sentences, one or two sentences, just closes off plot holes, like huge plot holes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, before we wrap on this one, I think we probably should wrap it up. Uh, I do want to ask the question of, are we sure that the good guys are the good guys and the bad guys are the bad guys? Because I think if you separate your like nostalgia for the light side and the good guy characters. It's not clear to me that anything that the Republic slash rebels slash 
resistance forces do is bettering the galaxy for anyone. Uh, it seems to me that it actually would be a more peaceful galaxy if the Empire or the the First Order were in charge because these battles are killing you know, lots of people. And for the benefit of just a couple of hundred or 20, it doesn't, uh, it's not clear to me that this story couldn't be told from a different perspective that would paint the Jedi and the Skywalker family oh, as oh, terrorists. Oh, well, what you, what, you get, what you get out of it is that the Galactic Empire, the previous regime, was extraordinarily oppressive and that the First Order is just a continuation of that oppressive order. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what, what that, evidence of oppression do we have? That's a problem. But um, another one of the things that, uh, well, all the people of Kashyyyk, all of Chewbacca's people, are enslaved. Yeah, you, sure. But then, guess what? They were all murdered when they blew up the Death Star. No, they're on the on the uh, planet of Kashyyyk as slaves. Yeah, no, no. I understand. I, I'm, but. They were taken as slaves to build the Death Star. And when the Death Star exploded, most of their race was eliminated. Like, that is true. So now we've got... You, were kill, you killed a bunch of slaves rather than, you know, not, non-violently uh, uh, take, take control of the space station. Use it for good. Well, d- d- uh, the, the Sith Empire doesn't seem like all that uh, non-aggressive. So I, I don't think they would uh, listen to trade talks. This is, mm. I don't think they, they would fill, uh, fill in uh, at the UN. <laughs> uh, as um, at the end of episode, well, actually in the middle of episode four, Grandma Tarkin said that they had gotten rid of any um, any remnants of the uh, of the Republic. So they got rid of the Senate at the end of uh, episode four. So actually middle of episode four, they said that the end of the Republic was there. Yeah, well, I mean, pal- so, uh, yeah, they... Yeah, humanity happens in three as well, but rules are not very uh, positive. But if yeah, okay, so then let's say it is all cleared out. So then who's 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 being oppressed if there's no more opponents? Well, they just blew up Alderaan for no apparent reason. Well, to uh, crush the rebellion. Well, there was no rebellion on there. Well, there they no they thought there was, and they knew that those so people they, were allies. They, they did they did it as a show of power, right? To, Leia, who they knew was a part of the... Yeah, yeah, they knew that the Organa family were allies of the Rebellion. Bail Organa and the What kind of taxing policies do you think they have, though? Like, if they're building all these humongous, like, ships and stuff... Oh, their taxing must be incredible. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like Russia. This is like you're, you're arguing towards Russia as, like, a good government... I'm 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 simply I'm not saying I'm advocating for this. I'm just uh, simply he's raising the question. He's playing devil's advocate. He's pl- he's playing devil's advocate. I, I'm I saying that him. like the efforts of the rebel uh, rebellion are so small. No. Like it, it, this isn't affecting the yeah ten thousand systems. Like if there's only a thousand people, like they're not doing anything. Like <laughs> they're not like you know putting more gruel on Oliver Twist. what you got what you got from the the um the time lapse between episode six return of the jedi and episode seven is that when they were building the republic they didn't do a very good job 
the the new republic they didn't do a very good job and they didn't uh, weed out the end of the empire they they basically didn't they after they destroyed the death star is they basically shut down all their military they basically didn't follow up at all they're like oh the the empire is destroyed the death star is gone the emperor is dead let's not follow up at all that's what that's what you're getting from this because they had enough time in that 20 years to build a completely new army with an enormous with, with a planetary weapon that could destroy 10 planets at a time so basically that's what i got from the between the time lapse is that basically whoever was in charge basically didn't follow up yeah leia and mon mothma right why so why are we rooting for these people they're not competent i don't uh yeah the that the empire was on their knees basically at that point and they could have put them away and basically they didn't and i mean all those people would have should have just come over right it's like oh yeah we we eliminated your dictator and now now you're with us like we liberated you but instead like what did they do? It, yeah, very problematic uh, storytelling. And, and na- yeah, now we're supposed to... I mean, we basically we come out of this saying, like, well, all of that was for nothing, right? Like, Luke, Anakin, Leia. Yeah, Luke, yeah all their sacrifices were for nothing. Obi-Wan, Yoda. Like, the list goes on and on. Like, eight movies have resolved nothing. In fact, things are worse than ever. But, hey, we got a kid with a broom. Who somehow heard about somehow got like a battle report from whatever planet they were on, the salt planet, that Luke stood in front of Kylo Ren. Like was that on the news? How did this kid get access to that information? He heard it from the gambling centers. Sure. Legends. Yeah, it's like basically the first eight of uh, the first seven movies did not matter. That's what you're getting. Well, actually, the first six movies. The first six movies did not matter. That's yeah. That's that's unfortunate. That that's what you come out of this with. Uh, but I mean, like, even if you look at our real world history, um, it's like uh, I'll use a quote from you know Game of Thrones that you know the the royalty plays the Game of Thrones, but the the small folk you know fight battles, right? So yeah. like millions of them are dying. And none of these people are really, like, you know, seeing any of the the repercussions. Like, they're still just fighting their battles. I don't, uh, I don't like that the, the major events in this storyline don't happen in the movies. Like, if you really think about, like, hey, between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, we had the Republic built and fall and the rise of the First Order. Like, this is the... Per- like, that is... If you inserted two movies where the First Order is rebuilding and, you know, killing people and building the Starkiller base and imprisoning people and enslaving people and killing Jedi and you have, you know, you have Luke trying to raise Kylo and he turns on him and like you build these villains up. You have two movies of I hate this guy Snoke. He's corrupting a child and. Uh, you know, turning him against Luke, and then you, I hate, you know, these people who are com- bringing back the Empire, and you get, like, the propaganda of them, like, rebuild the First Order as the, you know, the governance of the city, and then you show the incompetent management of the Republic with Leia and the others, like, okay, now you've got, 
you've got me like I'm 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 bought in on this. Like, all right, I you know I I love the first you know the six stories that that led us got us to this point, and now here are these people trying to take us backwards. Then you okay now there's you know you've created some stakes. Instead, we're thrown back into hey we want to show you know three star fights. We want to have two or three lightsaber battles, and uh, we'll kill off a main character each of the next three movies. And uh, be on your way. Here's some action figures. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Where the bad guys win isn't gonna sell movie tickets. I I I don't buy it. I think you could put you could put the, you put the word Star Wars on. I mean, literally, like the for, uh, the uh, Rogue One movie had no one in it, no one you knew, and everyone went and saw it, and it was a hit, and they made hundreds of millions of dollars, and yeah. literally everyone died. In everyone that. died. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's fine. You know, you built up villains in that movie. Unfortunately, we've already faced down those villains. But why not spend a movie or two? You know, this could have you could have had like the Batman Begins style. Um, you know, oh, fall yeah. For, of the in Republic. the Force Awakens, you could definitely could have gone a Batman Begins style with with Luke and Ray. Yeah, you I have mean, to build up. You have to build up how dire the situation is. You can't just put it in two paragraphs of text and then all of a sudden we're rooting and you know we're ready to we're ready to go. We're invested in fighting this. This uh, enemy that we we never even heard of, let alone yeah, have no reason. You to could be open up. Of. You could opened up the new series with Luke discovering Ray and him trying to fix his failures that he had with Ben, with with Ben Solo, and, and it could have been a redemption tale not only for for Luke. It could have been a redemption tale for Luke and for Kylo. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of different ways. A lot of different ways it could have gone. Uh, uh, I mean, and not only that, you would have built up Ray's force powers where they would have actually made any sense. And and she would have been a true foil to to Ben and also been building up, building back Luke's psyche in a way that made sense. The the, the word build you're using there is critical. Like, very little building happening here. No, no, you know, story arcs are rushed. The characters are... Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Two weeks in total, three days of her on an island, and now she's, you know, lifting twenty stones at a time, no problem, and telepathically talking to people across the galaxy, no big deal. <laughs> like yeah, we it, basically saw, we had six movies, you know, building a story arc of let's say, let's say it's, you know, if we use some measure of currency for like who's winning it's like you get the rise of the empire and it's you know minus you know it's a negative 100 atmosphere for everyone and then the end of return of the jedi it goes the other way it's plus 100 now we're just reset to zero and we've missed the minus 100 and now it's just going from zero to back towards the you know the republic slash rebels slash resistance and we've missed important things and it's like this whole movie we just watched two and a half hours of you know, maybe move the needle. I guess if you considered Snoke important, like you know, five ten percent. Like, whereas like we just missed out on a hundred percent change from Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens. Well, well, the interesting part would have been seeing the reason why Ben swapped over yeah, and yeah. and how Snoke manipulated his mind and making because us care whole- about that. Like making us care. Like I still don't care about Kylo. I don't think that character has. I think Kylo's great. I think Snoke is as just... an actor, he's doing a great he's... job. But the character is missing 
a lot of development. Like yeah, we didn't get to see the between, we didn't get to see yeah. the Anakin story for Kylo. Yeah, the difference between being an angsty and someone who wants to destroy like like society is a huge jump. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like you but you would understand why that is, why he just feels like everything needs to be just completely destroyed and brought to zero. And and you you would understand that if we saw the precursor. Yeah. If the... we uh, if we saw the beginning where you see Kylo's struggling with his inner demons yep. and Snoke yep. is constantly manipulating his mind, you see that failure, you see Luke react to that failure and him run away. You see Ray come into the picture, pick Luke back up, and then you have like a redemption story for Luke in just one movie. And then you see Ray's character being built. You see Ray's character being built up, and and that would be fantastic because you'd see and you'd understand why she's so powerful. Yeah, you would care, and I think it's it's this trap that a lot of these uh, movie directors fall into, where they want, you know, nothing's guaranteed. You know, it's Star Wars; they might kick you out if you did a bad one. Um, but uh, it's like a rent a villain thing, like. You guys are and Tim don't don't I, I'm not gonna let you answer because I feel like you actually would know this because you're your freakish uh, memory and recall for for movie characters but Matt and Roy can you guys name any of the villains in any of the Marvel or DC uh, or Justice League movies the Nolan movies or uh, no the the uh, Nolan. the Marvel the <laughs> Avenger movies like who is one. who is the yeah I know you can't tell. <laughs> who name the bad guy in uh, in in Avengers two or three? I haven't seen him. Like what, what's the character's name? Like Loki. Well, no, he's the bad guy in one. Well, I mean, he's well, sort he's of the bad guy in one. Yeah, he's a troublemaker in the other two, I guess. But but I mean, what I'm saying is like they're not memorable. They're rent villains. They they get created and their their main fear factor is how ugly they are. And that they want to destroy the world. And Snoke is terrible. Snoke is worthless. The, yeah. the, the amount of buildup and you know his hologram is ten times the size of the other characters in, in Force Awakens. And then he's just like some ugly dude. <laughs> uh, the second one is like, and he doesn't normal size. Know anything? Can you like, name five things about him that make him a scary villain? Well, he doesn't have five things. That's the problem. Yeah, he doesn't have five things at all. You don't know the anything force. about him. All you know is that he's a force user and he's a really powerful force user. Yeah, you know two exactly. things. That is it. Yeah, how, know did where he get, how did he get there? How did he become the leader? Like, how many people did he have to kill to climb that far? And did where he was he during the... He's obviously very old from his appearances. Yeah, yeah, where was he yeah, during the yeah, first yeah. six movies? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes in... It, it's hard to bridge them because like yeah look look at rogue one like why has no one ever heard of uh um whatever the, the main character girl's name jane urso yeah wouldn't she be a legend like in the the like stories it, it her, wouldn't her story was so like. secret that yeah. no one knows yeah only the bothans took credit for it yeah the bothans <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, yeah, like, if you look at... Well, to, to answer, your, two, question, to, to answer your, your question, Wes, 
the villains in Avengers <laughs> were Loki. Avengers two is Ultron. Mm-hmm. Guardians is Ronan the Accuser. And then you had Ronan the Accuser. I've never. You could have made that up. I would not be able to dispute you. Just look it up. It's Ronan the Accuser. No, I just mean that name means nothing to me. That character, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I in my mind's eye, I see a character who can, you know, shoot things or throw things very fast. <laughs> right. But yeah, like, all right. So in episode one and two, we see Anakin go ten years. He, we, we see him. He, he has been on the battlefield. He has seen the world. He understands the good and bad, and he doesn't like even the good guys. Like, he doesn't quite understand how that works. So, like, the immediate jump of Kylo going from being, like, why did Luke invite him to his training? If, if uh, you know. All right, so he's a force user. But how did he go from there to, like, angry, angry man? Like, oh, well, mom and dad didn't give me a, a high enough allowance. Like, I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, that that part doesn't make much sense. I mean, Leia and Han kind of talked about it a little bit. They explained it a little bit. What happened was that he did. He was very young when he was showing that he was Force-sensitive and that he didn't know how to control it and he was hurting people. Um, and so they sent him off to train with Luke, which made it worse because he felt abandoned by his parents. And um, and Han felt like he abandoned Ben, so he ran off and stopped being a husband to Leia. So right, but we, we don't see... What, like, what you don't see of, any of this. What kind of... Yeah. Like, uh, he just talks about this for like five what, minutes. Were like, they oh. negligent parents? Like, we're like, you know, I mean, from all we know, Leia is a saint, and Han is a, you know, would be the greatest dad ever. Like, so where where did that happen? Like, and how did this giant hologram, Darth Lord, Dark Lord, infiltrate this babysitting, uh, school? Yeah. Temple, yeah. Summer camp, like yeah, this guy just like on. hopped off and like, hey, come come into the forest, buddy. Like, I want to have a chat with you real quick. Oh, yeah. hey, that that whole scene where uh, Ray is looking into the mirror. That was what, what was that? That was uh, there were a couple of jumping the shark moments, but like, yeah, it was supposed to be some kind of spiritual journey. And I guess well, she, it was her journey she realized, like, side. oh, I, I'm not interested in the dark side at all. Yeah. It reminded me of the Harry Potter in the train station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of, no, yeah. exactly. I, th- I was like, this is identical. <laughs> like, yeah, looking into the mirror or whatever to see your family or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, the point of that was to show how empty the dark side is. That it's just this empty pit that you can never fill. Well, I, I think it was, like, what she interpreted it was, like, there was nothing on that side that she was interested in. And it's, like, that was a quick jump to conclusions for her. <laughs> it's, like, oh, I'm so interested to see what, what's on this other side. Oh, no, not not my thing. Fifteen minutes, I'm, I'm good. Well, if you look at the... 
the ethos of the um, of the um, Sith Lords, it's basically passion, ambition, yeah, things, yeah right? Things, things that have our bottomless pits. Because it's always it's always the next step. You're always looking to the next step, the next step, the next step. When when you're just completely about ambition and passion and exactly. Um, All right, but but the. The dark side should just be as strong as the light side, right? So she it should is. have seen something that was as motivational, right? And, yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Like, immediately was like, nope, that's not for me. I don't really care what my parents are or whatever. Well, I think it was something that Kylo talked about a little bit, was that she is known all along, and the fact is, like, she doesn't really care at this point. It's kind of this driving factor that she doesn't even that she thinks about all the time, but it really at the end of the day really doesn't matter because she she's known all along that they're just you know junkers or whatever that sold her into slavery. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, he could have been lying about that, but you would yeah, think. Yeah, I know if, that's true. If, if there was something uh, all powerful on the light and the dark side you one way or the other that their offer to her would have been strong enough to actually have her have a you know a conscious decision like oh shit like Luke raped my mom or something like (laughs) 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 wow nothing there was no like like strong push by the dark side to bring her there I, I, I agree with you the the dark side when they're trying to explain it looks very weak in comparison to the light side no, I, yeah, I'm, like, not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you there they yeah, just make you, it weak you want all the time you want to drag them into your ambition to being something or whatever and they in the 15 minute mirror scene she they did didn't do anything very not even she was like oh that's not for me <laughs> well and and it brings it raises the question like everyone is always talking about balance and mm-hmm. the definition of balance is not the light side wins or the dark side wins it's yeah. that there's always both. There's so, always both. So why, if they really believe this, they're buying into this religion, then why are they bothering with any of this? Well, that, that's what Luke was talking about, was the fact that he's like, there will always be light, and there will always be dark, and there will always be light to meet the dark, and dark yep, to meet yep. the light. That, that was a good scene. That, that they, was the only self-aware moment of the movie. That they, you know... Yeah, and they, he's like, this, this never-ending cycle... He's like, he's like, the cycle will never end because the light will meet the dark and the dark will meet the light. He's like, we had we had balance for a while and now the balance is gone again uh, where it's mostly dark. He's like, and then the balance will come again where the light will take over and then the dark will rise slowly and then come up. Yep, yep. Well, that foretells many, many movies going forward which we'll, we'll pony mm-hmm. up for no matter what. Um, right, where do you guys project the, the movies to go now? But it's gonna be the the after this trilogy ends, they said that they're gonna take three years off before the next one. So, <laughs> so three the next, years. Yeah, so it's gonna be twenty twenty three roughly. So like early twenty twenty three. I mean, we're gonna get the you know the a Star the Wars solo, story yeah, solo. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but I'm talking about like actual numbered. Um, All right, but, but I mean, like, are they gonna defeat the em- uh, empire again, or? Yeah, that. Well, I'm I'm sure that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna, and they're basically, and there's gonna be no characters from the original nine that are gonna be a part of the next ten, eleven, twelve. It's gonna be completely new story, completely new characters, new force users. Um, so basically, Ray, Finn, Poe, those guys are all gonna be done at the end of this. So that's just in a nutshell. Is like after nine, there's gonna be no more Ray, no more Finn. No what do we Poe. think nine is? What do we think is gonna happen in nine? Because we can preview those in three years. Sorry, Tim. Tim, I think we lost you there for a minute. Uh, Hang on. If anyone's only Yeah, uh, and I think it's a Discord thing, but uh, yeah, probably probably as good a good a moment to wrap as any. Um, you guys able to hear me? Yeah, I think I think uh, I think the the software is cutting us off. It's decided the podcast is plenty long, um, so we'll we'll call it there. Thanks uh, thanks Tim, Matt, and, and Mike for your contributions and. Uh, we'll look forward to the next Star Wars. Uh, I guess the solo movie coming up, and then and then the next one is in a couple of years, um, so it'll be be some time. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah.